album concept hour. The album concept hour. It's the album concept hour. Hello and welcome, everybody, to a very special episode of the Album Concept Hour. I'm your host, Brad LeBaron, as I always am. And I am here with my co-host, Dave. How are you doing, Dave? Pretty damn good. That's good, Dave. That's good to hear. Because uh, tonight we're going to be diving into uh, another love-themed album. We've done a lot of love, love-themed love stuff recently. Mm, we did. We finished the 69 Love, love Songs recently, which is nice, and... Uh, Thought we might revisit some love, and uh, this one looks looks promising. You know, um, uh, do you, do you hear that? Is that an organ? Yeah, I think that's an organ. I think. Do you hear that, Moses? Do you hear that? Oh yeah, yeah, it's creeping. It's it a lovely sound, organ. It almost sounded like the Batman thing for a second. You know, animated family series. Opera. You know, like uh, a, little, a little ominous, but. Uh, you know that uh, you know that reminds me. We're we're actually we're actually in the middle of a podcast right now, the album concept hour, and um, we've actually decided to do another album this week called Hazards of Love by the Decemberists. So uh, 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 welcome once again to the podcast, Moses Wolfenstein. Yeah, How it's good doing? to be back. Oh my god, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm doing good to great. have you back. Absolutely. Good to have you back, dude. Uh, yeah. The last time we had you on was for uh, Pink Floyd's Animals, I believe, and um, that was, you know, a, a one of the one of the the, the you know uh, higher listened to albums and just good al- or good episodes uh, and just uh, good episode, uh, good album. It was a good album, good episodes. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but um, yeah, we, we I, had a I great time having you on last here, time. Yeah. I think I mixed two thoughts and and combined them into one. Uh, the people uh, have spoken. They liked that episode. Unintelligible thought. What? Yeah. So the people have spoken. They loved the episode. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, that's kind of what I was trying to say. It is one of the top episodes of uh, uh, the podcast. So You know, um, and you were just speaking on a recent episode uh, about early COVID podcasts, and that wasn't like early, early, but it it was a pretty early COVID podcast too. Yeah, we were still grappling with uh, the the throes of COVID and what it meant to our lives, <laughs> and know? how to make something like this happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, we've we've continued post COVID to to keep the the Zoom era going when we can. You know, cause... what was our first one? Was that the Neutral Milk Hotel? <laughs> I mean, that was one of the first ones. Because I remember, like, we, we were trying to do the, listen, the listen through, and my God. Yeah. I finally had to just stop. I'm like, I'm done, yeah. guys. Like that was the one time you tapped out. Of I me, did. So. It wasn't the album. It yeah. was just like, I don't, I don't know what we had set up or the wiring. We were or still like trying to use. Or... We were still trying to use um, Facebook uh, video. You know, Facebook video messaging. That's right. Yeah, not not designed for this. Uh, so yeah, those were 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 dark times indeed. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we've pretty much we mostly got it down now. Uh, uh, you know what I mean. So. Uh, but yeah, you, you, uh, you, you sent us this, uh, the Decemberist, the hazards of love. And I think you mentioned it on your episode and, um, yeah, really glad to, to finally be getting to it. Uh, I'm a, a loosely a fan of Decemberists, uh, and, um, you know, didn't know they had such a big catalog. So, oh yeah. 
They're um, back in the studio right now, even as we, well, maybe not literally, but yeah, as we Right speak. now. They, no, no, we, we talked to them. They are actually, I'm texting with them, the lead singer right now. They are in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> We're good friends. Um, you and, said, who is this and why are you texting me? Yeah, yeah. And, and but I we got like, some answers. We got answers. Yeah, I, I, I got your number from someone. I can't tell you who. I don't name names. Um, but uh, yeah, I was thinking though, before we get into this, uh, the Decemberists Hazards of Love album, uh, we haven't done this in a while. I'd like to get to some voicemails. Uh, so uh, we have uh, two voicemails for you. Uh, uh, first one, first of all, uh, first things first, we have to get to our uh, ween response voicemail um, from our friend in California. Uh, so let me pull that up quick. Um, I don't have a, a, a voicemail theme or anything. It's not like a... It's our next project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll play. He, uh, this is a Jason from uh, uh, California, and uh, he left a three-minute uh, uh, message and a one-minute and six-second message. I'm going to play the shorter one because he kind of hits some of the same points in a shorter amount of time. So um, Hit it, man. Here's Jason from LA. Okay, Jason from LA. I got cut off, so I'll wrap this up quickly. Anyway, the biggest thing with Ween is just to remember that there's, it's not, these songs aren't sung ironically. They're entirely sincere. And I think that's why the band is so misunderstood, because the songs are very funny, and that can make it somewhat obtuse to the the new listener. Uh, And I entirely suggest that if you get the chance to see them live, go. They're one of the best live acts out there right now. And hearing, uh, especially some of their earlier, I would love to uh, more wild recordings yeah. translated to the stage now in 2022 is incredible and worth your time and your dollar. And thank you so much, also, for listening and talking about this band because more people need to know about them. And uh, next, Absolutely. you know, your album, your show's called the Album Concept Hour, so I think it's about concept albums. I've only listened to the two Ween episodes. I suggest you do their only actual concept album, The Mollusk Nest, <laughs> because Quebec. Mm-hmm. And this one aren't concept albums. I mean, this is a themed album, of course, but whatever. All right. Take care, guys. Appreciate it. Have fun. Carry on. Goodbye. We, we did do the Mollusk first, by the way. though. That was the the first one we did for uh, Ween. So we got the main concept one out of the way. And uh, honestly, yeah. Jason, we just decided that Ween's a concept band. So we're going to cover probably a lot more Ween. So hopefully, uh, yeah, Jason will tune in uh, next time we do some Ween. And uh, 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 listen to what else we have to say. I did see them live, <laughs> I think, like, 09, maybe? Yeah, I've never oh, seen... 08, 09? Oh, I would kill to see them live. Is it the Orpheum? It was pretty wild. It was yeah. a great show. Yeah. I... Man, I can only imagine. Like, because uh, they're, they're one of those groups that, like, is has been around for so long and has, has is such a, you know, important subculture and everything that it's, like... I don't know. I almost assume that they're. I can't see them live, but of course I can see them live. <laughs> you can do it, Brad. I can do I, Dave, it. Dave, I have to ask: was, What was the audience like? It was. Uh, what well, I read it, that it, it's, it's a half a mixed bag, right? It, 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 it's yeah, it was across the board, but it, it was like the joke to Simpsons. It smelled like Otto's jacket in there. Like it was. Like, <laughs> no one was being shy <laughs> by any means. It was like yeah, everything yeah, just being, being passed shy. around, like. Uh-huh. I, like all right guys this is exactly what i expect this is yeah 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 this is perfect that is <laughs> that is what i would expect and no one gave two shits everyone was just having a good fucking time yeah oh, yeah, yeah yeah 
Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited again. I'm always excited to get to the next Ween thing. That was uh, referring to the 12 Country Greats uh, episode that we did. Uh, we were pretty, by the end of it, I was like, this is all like a fucking, this is all a joke that he's they're they're playing on everyone you know i and i, I definitely did go hard in that direction i i, I think i still stand by it. i, I think mean that they, especially towards the studio musicians were yeah they have a they have a i think they have a sense of humor that they bring to all aspects of their their performance and their writing and stuff but i, I get what you i get what jason means though in the sense that like you know they're they're also serious artists oh, I, know, sure. I i understand that Oh, absolutely. Um, and I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like it's playing the definition of concept album way too tight to say that the Golden yeah, yeah, yeah. its album is not a concept. It, it absolutely I, is. Anyway, yeah, opinion, yeah, yeah. But, that yeah. one, yeah, yeah. Both in the story and in the execution feels uh, like it's not like, you know, story like, driven. Yeah. It's not like, oh, we're following Seth from track to track uh, right, and following right. his story. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, as we've found on this podcast, concept albums are a wide variety of, of, of things, you know, I mean, what a concept, what a concept, uh, this one <laughs> that we're doing today is, is definitely a, a concepty concept album. No one will argue with that. So, no, no, um, but, uh, yeah, we have one more voicemail to get to, and it is from our lovely guest Moses. And, uh, <laughs> I was and worried I, this might happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like I just like had Come listened to it as we were, uh, kind of emailing each other That's perfect. and I'm like, oh yes, perfect. I'm going to have Dave on <laughs> so that, uh, uh, what I'm hoping is that, you know, you guys can kind of reflect some of the 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 uh, uh, attitudes of 80s pop uh, enjoyers, because uh, this is from uh, uh, this is Moses response to our Marina and the Diamonds episode where I made the claim that, uh, well, I'll just let I'll just let Moses uh, tell you. Here we go. Brad, it's Moses. I'm uh, driving back from work and I'm uh, I'm always behind on my podcast. So I'm listening to the Electra Heart episode. And uh, you, you just said that the 90s had it on the 80s in terms, in terms of pop music. And I'm like, yeah, what? I said that. Michael Jackson, Madonna. <laughs> I like, I, seriously, man. What? Like, uh, the 90s had some amazing pop music. There's no doubt. But it's like the 80s gave rise to, to modern pop. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I just true. couldn't let that stand. And because, um, <laughs> thank your, uh, you know, uh, correction a little while back, I know that it is in fact hip nerd, not hip nerd, which I've honestly for, for a long time listening to the podcast, I, I thought you were saying hip nerd, um, because you know, there's some hip nerds. So that's all. Peace. Man, we should get that number two just to clarify. And you know, I never thought about hip nerd, by the way. Uh, <laughs> so I'm glad that you brought that to my attention. It is H I T nerd. Uh, yeah. Not HIP nerd. <laughs> yeah, and once I knew that, knew that, it made it real easy to call you for my car. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like why, why they never respond. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I do gotta say, like, I think that uh, yeah, for me, I, what I, I was getting at is like the '90s is, I think, maybe when the most money was made from pop in that sense. But yeah, yeah, the, we needed the '80s to get to the the '90s. Man, you needed uh, the Huey Lewis. Yeah, man. I, yeah, is, yeah. In, in fairness, those uh, '80s pop stars continued to to usher the '90s in too, in terms of '90s pop music. So. Yeah, yeah. Like we wouldn't have the '90s uh, like pop 2000s boom or whatever. Like the boy, we wouldn't have the boy bands of the '90s 
without the new you kids know, on the block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Those they were the the, the without Menudo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that in that particular episode, like I, it was, it's weird. Like I, I love like the hits, hits don't lie, uh, 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 you know, podcast people are great, but they do say that the eighties is kind of their, their weak point when it comes to pop music. So, uh, I think next time I go over to their podcast, I might bring some like severely eighties <laughs> pop, you oh, know, yeah, and, uh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll bring, I'll, a, mi- I'll, bring a mix just I'll, I'll welcome any recommendations uh, from you guys, uh, uh, the best pop to, to bring forward. Um, but yeah, yeah, we were definitely like, we we're like, yeah, 90s pop. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. 90s, I'm, the beginning of I'm pop. I'm always glad when anyone calls in, though. I really appreciate <laughs> uh, uh, anyone calling it. It's 1 608 hit hit actually i'll call that right now oh wow (laughs) within the podcast will we start to get like a feedback thing when i'm editing that's strange it's coming from inside the studio it's coming from inside the podcast you'll get my feedback (laughs) yeah i'll get your feedback (laughs) and then your feedback and then your feedback and then just looping feedbacks yeah um so yeah yeah that's our voicemails uh you send them we will get to them eventually once a few stack up and a few finally stacked up so um without further ado though we're going to get into this album that you've brought to the table the decemberists the hazards of love from 2009 uh, you heard a bit of the intro uh the prelude uh, uh in the intro there i use that for the cold open just because i mean do, does do you have anything to say about the the prelude uh, um yeah yeah so to... the prelude yeah, okay, is okay, Jenny Conley, um i mean on, uh, it's it's fun Oregon. it's it's a good intro and, thing um, but it's an unusual unusual move um for for the decemberists in general jenny's not usually leading yep. the songwriting it mostly comes from colin malloy uh you know he is uh mm-hmm. yeah obviously they they write they synthesize stuff as a band together uh, in the way yeah. that many bands do um but uh, as lead singer um and and he's he's the writer basically um mm-hmm. but i i happen to love the way first of all um hammond organ just oh yeah gorgeous sound yeah. right uh, and she starts to introduce a couple of the themes that are come in and later melodically in the album, because mm-hmm. one thing this album does um, true. is yeah. it's not shy about kind of that rock opera esque approach of being like, okay, we're going to bring this theme back. We're going to bring this theme back here, you know? So, Oh it, yeah. It, what's to come. A lot of people are just afraid to do that. You know, I don't know why, but it's always such a cool move when, when they, they do it for yeah. a prize for a prize or two. It's like um, reaching deeper into music history and being like, "Hey, just because yeah. it's this genre that doesn't historically, yeah. you know, do that, doesn't mean we can't we can't like learn from other genres or whatever." So. Well, yeah, and especially these guys, like they seem to be really, um, you know, uh, I don't know if classically trained is the right word, but you know, they they they, they know their they know instruments, uh, folk instruments, really well. Oh yeah, know, be it the mandolin or steel guitar or Hammond mm-hmm. organ, you know um they're authentic at, at their uh, craft i guess for sure yeah um so yeah i mean you know the first track um you know as far as like themes of the album go there's not much to say but yeah it's a very cool um way to you know bring in a concept album you know um especially one as kind of full of story as this one. Oh, and we should mention before getting much into this um that the name of the album the hazards of love is uh, actually named after the Hazards of Love EP by Ann Briggs uh, from uh, the the seventies, I believe. This one came out. 
yeah um, absolutely absolutely that was, uh, that was Malloy's like yeah. kind of point of departure for this he yeah. started started writing off of that album purchase yeah did you get a chance to to listen give a listen to that at all i actually haven't <laughs> i was gonna say i i, I found there's it's there's like you know one upload i was able to find on youtube of it uh, i'll put a link in the description but um it's it's just uh, uh traditional english folk uh female vocals no instrumentals just you know real real stark stuff oh, so wow. um yeah you can definitely uh, see the direct line between that and the inspiration for this album um if you look for it um cuz yeah they're just a handful of depressing songs you know what i mean <laughs> not, well, to, not I, to spoil what's gonna happen here yeah yeah um, right no no but yeah, if you yeah. go back into uh prior december's catalog depressing songs uh is is a thing um, yeah yeah absolutely you know deep in yeah people are good at it all all the time in december songs it's like the number yeah. one cause of death in a december song is drowning <laughs> stay um, away from the water apparently. if you're in a decemberist song uh, yeah but I know that I know that Colin Malloy was in this period, like really into that folk revival, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, yeah, era yeah. in uh, in England uh, previously. So yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, so uh, yeah, let's get into the second track though, uh, so we can hear a little more of uh, a little of his his voice uh, in uh, the hazards of love. Uh, the hazards of love one, the prettiest whistles don't. Won't. The prettiest whistles won't wrestle the thistles undone. A real Sufjan title for this track. Here's uh, here's that one. The tiger shifted straight. The beast began. So this uh this actually initially threw me off uh this this uh song uh as far <laughs> Which as Which aspect of it? <laughs> well the story like I was starting I was trying to you know first pick up the story and yeah. um that part where it says like the beast began to change you mm -hmm. know um and then followed by what happens next like I was like did Wait, did did this girl get hurt by this beast? Is this a was this a a bad beast? Like I don't know. When you hear beast, usually it's like got a negative connotation. Uh, but then you know the rest of the album is uh, well, yeah. You find out very soon that you know he's not that. It kind clarifies of things. He's just clarifies things. Refer yeah. to to the fawn who he just yeah, yeah yeah yeah. He's not saying it in like a in a in a way that sounds like it's you know sinister or anything, but I was just like. I was just like, oh, the beast began to change. So I was just thinking, like, you know, beast mode. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Sure. You know, usually, it's, you know, sometimes <laughs> that's not a good thing. Um, but no. no, it's setting the scene of, um, you know, the the main, um, I guess, uh, protagonist maybe uh, would be yeah. uh, uh, Margaret. Um, she, you know, crosses the river and meets this uh, uh, fawn, and. Um, they uh uh i forget what is he is he injured is that what yeah he's injured he's injured yeah yeah, yeah. he's injured finds the, she finds the injured fawn um yeah and it's um specifically the taiga it's a yeah burial or snow forest is the environment in which she she finds yeah 
Yeah, um, yeah. You know, where, I don't know, maybe Eastern Europe. <laughs> I was going to say, I think Game of Thrones Forest. Like, yeah. a lot of... Like lot of darks, right? Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially in their area, yeah. It's kind of like a lot the of... hilly, mountainous forest. That oh, yeah. Up but... to like a tundra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Including hills. Yeah, yeah. Hills are important. Because this is... Um, this story takes place uh, around the border between Wales and England, I believe. Because there's like a specific river that's uh, that's mentioned in oh. uh, one of the tracks. Huh, I never even actually bothered to look that up, but that makes perfect sense, and we'll definitely get to that a bit later. Well, yeah, I I picked up on that just because um, Anne Briggs is from England, so ah um, yeah, you know, so so drawing from that inspiration. Um, I mean, yeah, it, it's obvious, like throughout this album in, in particular, that he is a fan of those old folk tunes. Um, and incorporates them into his, you know, music styles. Love song. Big time. Yeah, yeah. Because, um, yeah, there's a lot of, like, you know, random words here that you'll mostly hear in, like, um, you know, C. Diddy's or, uh, <laughs> you know, what I'm, those those different sailor tunes and things that we've run into. Um, like, uh, uh Fifteen lithesome maidens lie alone in their bower, like right, right. That's, that's just a, such a such an old English like thing, you know what I mean? And even with like my strongest story lord abilities, that's still a, like no, I can't figure <coughs> that one out. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I definitely like I would. I, I've had to click a lot of the genius notes to clarify. Like a bower, for instance, is a pleasant shady place under trees or climbing plants in a garden or wood. So think like a covered path. One of the biggest critiques of Colin Malloy's writing that I, of course, don't cotton to myself is uh, it, yeah. it's been called pre pretentious. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that there's like certain people that will call this and anything like remotely fantastical like this like oh, yeah. pretentious you know what i mean like i was a bright eyes fan uh you and you know like that's what a lot of people felt about Connor oberst you know and i could not convince them otherwise you know um and what yeah. can you do you just gotta let some people be wrong sometimes yeah well i think you gotta and also you have to let the art and the artist kind of speak for themselves like you know, Connor Oberst is is still like one of the best folk writers of our my generation, at least. You know what I mean? Um, sure. And continued on like there's just you know some some people uh, are just not for everyone. You know, and that's okay. You don't have to shit on everyone else's thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's also the uh, the singing style that kind of. Um, I don't know. It's really only him, right? Like I, I can't think of a whole lot of other singers that do the kind of kind of open throat thing he does. I don't know. There's a kind of resemblance to Michael Stipe in a less nasally way. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I think it might um, just be an accent, maybe a. I can see the REM, but northwestern accents or something. See what. No, I'm, oh REM, I can, yeah, I can definitely see that. Yeah, REM, REM, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's definitely the group that I'm thinking of, um, yeah. as far as like vocal comparisons. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, he's from Montana, 
So I don't really yeah. know anyone from Montana. So. <laughs> well, he's like from Montana and then transported to Portland, I think, Portland. when things started to get going. I mean, so far oh, yeah. could be a West, West Coast kind of kind of deal. Um, and I think he may maybe he has family from England or something. I think he, he was saying in an interview that he was kind of getting into some of his family history at the same time as he was writing some of this stuff. Uh, well, is uh, you know the early Decemberist stuff. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe I mean um, Irish got to be Irish at least one side of the family. At least his father's side of the think family. So I would think so. Yeah, yeah. A lot of this is focused on English folklore, but yeah, I think that you know um, that could uh, very much be the case. I found out he's related to some sort of ancient forest queen at some point. Maybe <laughs> it could be. yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. He he gets his uh, his ancestry dot com. Um, ancestry It just says forest queen. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, huh? Interesting. Checks out. Oh, uh -oh. Yeah, that explains a lot, actually. You know, uh, <laughs> but um. Yeah, so so this this story starts with like you know it, it, it's again you, you've mentioned it's a rock opera very much so um, especially the way that he's setting up characters in this first track setting up the the tale um, and um, the the William I guess is the name of the fawn yeah I don't William know where they I don't know where they say that but it is William it, it is William it's... and he's narrating basically right because he starts with my true love i believe yeah at this point in the, in the album because like um the uh colin malloy's um vocals are two different characters throughout the album so there's uh uh, uh william the the fawn and then later we get on to the rake uh who is his other character oh yeah. and then i think both of the ladies just do one character each i believe yeah i'm pretty sure that's right yeah um so yeah uh very like like in um kind of in uh, uh operation mind crime you know uh, every time the 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 female voice is singing that literally is a specific character that is singing which makes it easy for what we do you know uh makes it a little easier to kind of dissect what exactly is going on in the story you know um and i appreciate it <laughs> um but uh yeah you guys want to get into uh another track so we can find out what else is happening in this story, love story? this love story this yeah love story yeah. yeah this is uh uh a bower scene i think it's bower it is little patch or grove or path under a tree what oh <laughs> yeah you're starting to to say a poem like <laughs> no just the bower yeah indeed uh yeah yeah setting the scene the mood the power yes they're under the bower as as explained previously in this podcast and, and i mean um, also if you if you hadn't at this point had the notion that the Decemberists were going to lean really heavily into prog rock on this album. This mm. is the track that will dispel any notion that it might not be a heavily yeah. prog rock album. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really um, weirdly doesn't clash with the folksy stuff. You know, it, it's uh, 
I would think that it would clash, but it definitely it it, it, it fits blends very in. well with the uh, like the tone, like uh... never mind. <laughs> well, his well his his kind of approach to to singing and his intensity he's bringing to uh, the vocals, I think, kind of it, it, it underpins that a little bit, you know. Um, have you have you ever listened to either of you listened to Manchester Orchestra? specifically mean everything to nothing the album no it's a it's not that album similar era and um this song in particular captures a lot of what their stuff uh, sounded like uh that at that point um you know taking some poppy elements and then throwing in some you know grimy drop d stuff like this uh into uh you know some lighter stuff um I guess kind of drawing on that, uh, what was it, hard soft hard soft thing that used to happen, or like kind of like the pixies? pixies, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, 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 one thing that I found when I was reading this is that uh, first of all, uh, this is apparently Colin Malloy's favorite song of theirs, um, and uh, second of all, he was originally intending to create. To make the entire album drop D, but huh. like kind of quickly into the process, realized that that just so wasn't going to fit for everything. Uh, sure. Although you can kind of still see like remnants of that here and there. Like there's a lot of uh, a lot of drop D. I don't know how much compared to previous albums. I'll I haven't listened that closely to the previous albums, uh, but yeah, there's some real nice edge to this album, which I appreciate with all the folk stuff, you know. Yeah, I unfortunately was not ever paying attention to to that as a not a guitarist uh, uh, myself. I, I you know, like yeah. whenever I'm going to like go like play cover a song or whatever, I'm like, oh tabs, yeah. fuck these tabs, I don't care. Let me get to the chord. <laughs> so I have no yeah. no care yeah. about what the tuning is. But I would uh, I'd be surprised actually if yeah. um, like picaresque and the you know um, those earlier albums uh, had a lot of drop D going on. Well, you know, it's it's weird. Drop D was really popular with like my age group specifically. Like <laughs> there was just there was just so many of these emo bands were like their almost their entire shtick was like, "Oh, they play music in Drop D. It sounds darker and deeper." Yes. You know, More and mysterious. so like, you know, random pop punk bands would do it, you know, like like it just it became this thing where like it became kind of cool, I think, to do it and do something in drop D and they're drop Dean like it was hot. Yeah. And I think, you know, it <laughs> maybe even got to the Decemberists, uh, this trend, you know, and, and it sounds good when done well, you know? So, oh, yeah. uh, yeah. Can't argue when with well that. Executed. Yeah. Um, then you'd hear about like system of a down doing some crazy tuning you've never heard of, you know, drop F. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't even know. Drop C. I think it was maybe, I don't know. Um, but, uh, major wow. D drop major DC sharp drop standard <laughs> all the all the the actual music <laughs> nerds out there are really mad right now they are they are <laughs> um but yeah so um this is uh uh the part of the um story though where our protagonist margaret uh is her, her father is learning about her pregnancy um and uh she decides to go back into the taiga which i mean find... incidentally like there's literally nothing in the first track that indicates that they hooked up 
Yeah. So okay. Yeah. Okay. That's not just me. Uh, no. Because no. like uh, <laughs> that 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 like. It was really not until this track that I was maybe next track that I was like really sure that it was you know a a a, a nice love story you know what I mean, um, but uh, up until this point I'm like wait a minute what happened in second track, like they need to elaborate, um, but you find you know you find out very quickly um, you know the, the on the fourth track especially like. Everything's consensual. Everything's a one. You know, like they they're into each other. You oh, know, yeah. Uh, so uh, uh, yeah. Let's just get into that fourth track, though. Uh, this is uh, "Won't Want for Love," Margaret in the Taiga. Oh, this is going into the next track. Yeah, that's uh, one thing I wanted to highlight with that clip is um, this, you know, like a really good rock opera doesn't really stop a whole. There's maybe like one or two times where there's like a clear cut, um, but like most of these songs blend into the next song, which is yeah. like, you know, I'm always I'm always a fan of, you know, uh, a good a good blending of two tracks. It's uh, especially literally if you can't written, tell yeah. which where it happens if you don't know where it happens like i don't know i think that's kind of cool you know it's literally written like uh as if you've got like act one and act two or whatever and you've got like yeah. um you know like the the break where it's like the the, the curtains mm -hmm. come down in the middle of the of the album and then you're gonna pick yeah. it back up yeah yeah definitely this is like uh very much so yeah act one act two act three kind of uh, uh yeah three act structure i'd say with with this um and uh there actually is a stage show that someone did. I found a YouTube yes. video. I haven't I watched it. I've heard about it. I've watched. I watched like a minute of it just to see like how how good it was, you know. And uh, uh, the the minute I, I watched sounded pretty okay, you know, considering it was like you know a, a camera from the side of the stage or something. Sure. You know. Um, Bootleg happy. Oh what? A bootleg copy? Yeah, I well, I or or that was the official copy. You know what I mean? <laughs> that I've been in plenty of theater situations where that could be the official release. Uh but um yeah, I don't know. It was it's uh it seems like uh, uh like they're putting a lot of put a lot of effort into it and uh I'm definitely going to uh, give it a watch uh, uh between now and uh, when I post this. But um yeah, it's one of those it, it really lends itself to that though. Uh uh with how clearly it lays things out after track two. <laughs> we'll say track two doesn't lay things out very well, but then track three, it starts to come into focus, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very beat by beat after this. There's, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I almost feel like uh, in, in track one, it's kind of like uh, you drop the stage lights to transition the scene. Yeah. You know, and and set up, you know, back at her house yeah. with father or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, it, and it would probably be in, 
strongly suggested in the staging that there's like a kiss or whatever, you know? Like Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. It's implied. There's yeah. a kiss. There's like only you know for stage shows, of course, there'd be a kiss, and then the next scene, she's pregnant, and right. there's no explanation <laughs> given, you know. Eight months later, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, someone walks by with a card, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, this is uh, uh I, I really enjoy this song because it's got uh the um you know leads coming from Margaret, who uh, is uh Becky, Becky, yeah, Becky Stark, um singing margaret um is that the uh the one that plays the keyboard and such no that's becky jenny stark? conley who doesn't sing on this album jenny conley doesn't sing okay okay yeah so becky um, stark i'm trying to think if she's ever voiced any of this no when they've when i've seen them do any of these songs live they always have singers jenny okay. does sing some stuff yeah as yeah, yeah. Well. yeah yeah i was gonna say because is, is uh becky stark someone that's in the band or is this just a, an exiliary? you know I don't know if she me, toured with them oh sorry continue yeah no I don't know if she I don't know if she specifically toured with them I wouldn't be wouldn't be totally surprised if she did um but they had like she's part of the band proper so, no I was gonna say none yeah. of the none of the basically backup singers um yeah. are really part of the band proper even though there are okay they kind of are from a touring standpoint when they're with the band yeah yeah uh, but like the core band that that yeah, doesn't yeah. change it doesn't include any uh either usually usually two of them is uh when, when i've seen them play so okay okay yeah yeah um yeah the other uh, uh big singer we're gonna get to is uh shara warden um who's gonna be the forest queen um fantastic so. yeah yeah really really good vocals from her um uh, but we're we're in the throes of of love between these two uh, lovebirds, the fawn and and uh, Margaret. Um, it's kind of funny that the fawn's named William, isn't it? That kind of <laughs> little Willie, little little William. Yeah, right. <laughs> William. Well, just not ask too many questions about desert that. Desert fawn. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's probably best. <laughs> Willie, Willie, um, Because yeah, I mean, this is kind of meant to be uh, again. Like a lot of this is kind of meant to be in the style of an English uh, folk song, um, just kind of a, just a modern take on it. You know, very wholesome stuff, you know? Like she, she's like saying at the end, uh, at the outro, you know, you know, despite, you know, what they might go through or whatever, she won't want for love. Just a, just a nice, nice sentiment on this beautiful love song album here that we're, <laughs> listening to with no darkness in it whatsoever yeah, certainly and not. uh this uh next track we got for you oh wait that's says hazards of love that's right uh yep, this next weird. track we have for you is uh called the hazards of love to wager all Yeah, the uh, the corn crate crows are uh, a bird, by the way. The, the corn cake, corn crake crows. Corn crake, yeah, corn right. Crake. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Another okay, right. <laughs> old England thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, another another sweet uh, sweet love song. Yeah, Margaret has gone wandering, and you know she's yeah. kind of like talking talking to the woods, and and lo and behold, William hears her and shows up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they've uh, reconnected. You know, um, he they she she found him on on Bumble or Tinder or whatever they use out there in the in the English woods. Um, <laughs> Probably you know. Tinder. It's like, oh, William's nearby. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I uh, I like the the line. Um, I like the the kind of uh, uh, I guess message here. I'd wager all the hazards of love. Kind of like, kind of a little foreshadowing here. Um, you know, talking about how like he'd wager everything for you know just for the chance at love. Essentially, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, absolutely. Absolutely, and, and I, uh, literally, the this is one of those I was mentioning themes where uh, yeah. there's there's little theme elements in this track that are going to come back mm -hmm. uh, later musically. Yes. Uh, yes, it's kind of and it's kind of like that that deal with a devil esque sort of thing. Like, oh, you said mm -hmm. this, you put this in earlier. Okay, you know. Yeah, drop. yeah, yeah. They're dropping little seeds here and yeah. there for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, you you might not like what they grow into. No, um, no, maybe not. Uh, One thing but, uh, that I, that I wanted to call out about this is that it just yeah. this track happened to come up in uh, Colin Malloy's Machinists uh, email list. That uh, well, I get it by by email, but whatever. He's got like a, a blog, basically. Um, okay. Yeah. And uh, he does different stuff on it. Some very cool stuff. Yeah. Um, and he mentions recently that there was a lot of discussion during the recording of Hazards of Love over how much chimes should be used in Hazards to Wager All. Um, okay. Quote, use too little and it becomes an incidental thing, a throwaway. We're creating a fey forest landscape here. We need those ethereal shimmering spangles. We ended up yeah. erring on the side of too much chimes. Uh, but like basically like, no, huh. it's fine. It's exactly just the right. Too much was yeah. just the right amount of chimes to use. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, like, I, I didn't think it was overpowering or anything. You know, I thought it was fine. <laughs> I, I love were, those little like, they were glimpses overthinking though, the it. studio conversation. Yeah, they were. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, because you know, it's easy to be get get to be into that get into that perfectionist like Paul McCartney mode, you know, where you want uh, where you're like, ah, no, it's just it could be better, you know. There's there's always like a better way it could sound. Um, In my mind, this took place over like a day, day and a half. Like they're in an argument. Like, no, you can't have this too much like you need a little bit and then i see two people fighting yeah fine we'll take break we'll get some lunch we'll come back yeah. and they're like okay for four or five minutes i've been this is bugging me like and they just get right back into it like yeah yeah for something so minimal but also like yeah. what what they came up with was perfect because it didn't take away from the song it just added just yeah. enough to those like this little background hint like kind of like yeah sprinkled throughout it well, when when my my band uh, back in the day, we were getting like you know uh, uh, mixes back after recording in Nashville or whatever, and there was like definitely a few times where we were, like sitting there having some serious conversations about like uh, yeah and the volume of of that that yeah you know what I mean <laughs> like like I was you know there was like one that was like way too prominent I was like ah it seems a little too in your face are you kidding me Brad it's perfect and it's like but it's yeah you got to be loud you know so you know it's you don't it's want all soft yeah yeah these are the conversations you do have like <laughs> like trying to put together your final like cut uh, especially if you're you know if you're trying to like quote unquote make it or something or you know 
All these Absolutely. these guys seem like they just enjoy uh, recording together. From what I can gather, it does it does seem that news. way. And actually, I misspoke. It's Machine Shop. Uh, Machine essentially refers to his his readers oh, okay. of of said blog as. Uh, and he's been blogging ah, yes. about the process right now. And I'll tell yeah. you one thing that's like really shocking to read uh, yeah. is the degree of vulnerability of like these are established artists with a catalog and it's still like completely questioning yourself about is this song any uh -huh. good? Should we even be recording it? And I'm like, Oh wow. Huh. That never goes yeah. away. Does it? Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Like Andre 3000. That's like the reason we haven't had a, a Andre 3000 revival because he is such a perfectionist with his own work. He's still problem about chimes he's like been years <laughs> he's, been, yeah, he's been trying to figure out this chimes thing <laughs> for a long time him. if you guys know the correct level of chimes to put an andre 3000 song let, let us the know. Man know yeah yeah one six oh eight hit help, nerd help the man out help the man out yeah please please we're begging you he's just in a room <laughs> surrounded by chimes and string he's like not enough too much like uh, i can't figure this out uh, uh, big boy and he's like he's got these bars that he's writing in his notebook too and yeah yeah he's just drawing chimes he just can't get <laughs> he past just him. starts drawing chimes yeah uh man uh but when he does come back andre 3000 it's gonna be it's gonna be in the year 3000 in the, the year 3000 it's gonna take that long <laughs> um but yeah yeah this track is 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 fun um i was getting some Sufjan vibes a bit from this just project in general, you know, again with the folksy stuff and the long titles. Sure. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we get to this next track here, uh, which is a little, oh, no, this is uh, The Queen's Approach. It oh, yeah. comes later. Here's The Queen's Approach. <laughs> need to look into how ominous that sounds no it's just a it's just a little intermediary it lovely. track it's very lovely after these beautiful times that that's what i like to hear if i'm in a bowery yeah yeah i that's this is all i listen to in my bowers nighttime know. daytime just chilling <laughs> day, out day or night stars yeah i hang out at bowers all the time <laughs> you um, know yeah where else are you gonna like meet people no, what, what yeah, exactly. one does? And on the island of on the Isle of White or whatever, wherever this is. Do, do you have a good bower tender? Uh, eh, he's okay. He's yeah. Okay. yeah. Get it. He's yeah. this weird fox man, but yeah, he does a good job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keeps on trans I, I will say, transforming into different beasts. It, right, which can get confusing for sure. I, I will say this is just another moment of which there's so many on this album to call out John Funk's just awesome picking that he's like, there are so many cool, uh, cool lines that are, that are just yeah. throughout this whole album. Is that the uh, the, the, uh, the guitarist? Bass? Oh, the guitarist, the guitarist. There's, um, oh, sorry, I'm trying to. Nate Query is the is the bass player. Yeah. He's also, I mean, the whole band is just. Fucking yeah, awesome. yeah, because he, he does the stand up. He does a stand up bass, which mm -hmm. I always I always like. Um, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is uh, got some you know really cool cool instrumentals going on. Did I just um, say John Funk? Chris Funk. What the hell's wrong with me? Is it Chris anyway. Funk? 
Yeah. I don't, I, I'm not sure which, which I just heard the, I just remember funk. That's yep. what I, yeah. everyone fun, remembers the, the funk. fun part of his name is funk. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, uh, uh, I didn't do the research to find out if that's his real last name, but uh, honestly, it doesn't matter. I've never even <laughs> questioned it to be perfectly honest. Anytime I hear a last name or first name that's like too good and they're in like entertainment, I always like think like, was this a decision early on in their career? You know, um, I don't or have any examples. Destiny, I don't know? have any examples right now, but um, like Bono, legit real name. That's his legit real name. No he last. He never name. changed just that. Bono. Yeah, yeah. His family has no surname. <laughs> they're just Bono, Bono. <laughs> Maybe I don't know, um, but uh, yeah, you know that again. This was just a really uh, um, no need to look into it any further. Track uh, a really fun um, between these these love songs, uh, and then we get to uh, a little track called "The Wanting Comes in." Oh, sorry, yeah, isn't quite. it a lovely night? Yeah, there we go. Swept the leaves of arboreeds and bent to brush our blushing knees. And here we died our little dads, and we were alive to catch our breath, so swiftly lifting from our chest. So for me, this has extreme local vibes. It just reminds me of Ken from the Kissers, just like mm. sitting around the Malt House. Mm. I can just hear, like, yeah. That that track, I could just see Ken sitting there, like sitting around the table with a beer, just picking and playing. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I dig it. I, that'd be really, really cool in an intimate setting. Yeah, yeah, the coffee house or something. Yeah, this is definitely like peak like coffee house music. I think you know what I mean. Like, not not to lend credence to the pretentious thing or anything, but you know, this could definitely. <laughs> there's definitely some some coffee houses. That this would be really tight to see. And the Kissers do actually cover a December song. They cover Rocks in the Box, which is off of the album after this one, uh, okay. which makes sense because it's very Americana. Oh, the, yeah. Well, the next one was the direction. one that got a lot of radio play on, like, college and, uh, you know, uh, 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 I don't know, a lot of Madison radio I remember hearing. College radio was that independent one. And, uh, the, the King is Dead. Yeah, I mean, that might be the one. Um, that's the that's the album that comes after this one. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Um, ironically, even though these guys are like my favorite band, I somehow completely missed them. I was listening to adjacent bands to them, and I missed them. Yeah. At, like for for multiple like for like a decade in which I should have been listening to them. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, I I missed them a little bit as well. Like I heard, I definitely heard them from different you know people, but like probably just like one or two tracks here and there. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. Again, like, I I don't know why, for me, like, I feel the same way. I don't know why it fell through the cracks because it seems like something that I would um, be more into. Maybe, like, I was afraid my friends would make fun of me or something, like my bandmates or something would make fun of me, and I was already listening to Bright Eyes. So Shame you. I was at my right. quote, quota for, like, uh, 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 emotional vocals. Yeah, see, it's, um, for me, it's an utter mystery because I was listening to like Death Cab and Arcade Fire, and like I literally just somehow didn't hear the Decemberists. It's, it's totally unexplainable. Yeah, yeah. I got, uh, I think the first few albums from, I think Nick would play a few of them. Yeah. But uh, when I, I moved to Michigan in 05, and 
Nick and Ryan started their podcast, the obviously this reaction. Yeah. And one of their little bits was, you know, like what's a, a new song or something you just kind of got into. I remember Nick's was Infanta off Picturesque, I believe. Yeah. I remember like, yeah. I, I heard that clue, like 15, 20 second clip, like that's really awesome. And then like, I, I got to get this album. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think that was the last album I really, like those first three I listened to a lot. And then in 09, I got a copy of this. Yeah. And then like I was telling you, like before this, like, this is like that peak where like my music was just exploding. Like I was like grabbing and consuming like yeah, yeah. so many albums. Like sometimes they they get lost in the shuffle. I maybe would listen to it once, maybe twice, and then sometimes it would, it would just fall the wayside because mm-hmm. I didn't like it. Because mm-hmm. I, I just had so much in the inbox for the music. I just kept mm-hmm. like, what's next? What's next? What's next? Yeah, yeah. It just yeah lost in the shuffle. There's also there's like peak iPod times too. It was so like the race, lost the race to get the, the most yeah. in your. Yeah. Just fill that gig up. Fill, fill up all that, the, all that the gigs. 80 oh, yeah. gigs 40, or 80, 120, yeah, just yeah, yeah. all fill the music. All Never lose it. Uh, still waiting for that fucking revamp for the classic iPod. Uh, I don't oh, know why yeah. they haven't done it. It is insane to me. I mean, I know why they haven't done it, but it's still insane to me. No, we can pretend. Done. We can pretend that we don't know why. <laughs> yeah, we can <laughs> pretend that it's not, you know, horrible reasons why. I, but, I, um, I, I like that reality better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, the, um, there's a lot to pay attention to. Uh, this, yeah, some stuff comes th- th- or goes through tr- the cracks. And uh, I think to get back to what you were saying, I think I do remember some people around me thinking that it was pretentious. I like, I think that's unfair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, it, from all the interviews I saw of these guys, they seem like fun you know normal guy people like they apparently do a lot to have fun on their live shows to kind of uh uh uh, juxtapose some of the dark you know material that they are singing about um so yeah i don't don't know i don't know i don't know where that reputation started or something maybe there was an a uh maybe a, a a music reviewer or something like a popular music reviewer that called them pretentious and then Everyone else was like, "Yeah, oh, yeah, they're pretentious." It's probably well, at that you know, coffee shop. It also could <laughs> be that at the, thing. Yeah, he was at the coffee shop show. It, it could be that thing where that you know you get that pitchfork review or whatever that um, is too laudatory, right? Um, and so that's true, and that's that true. leads to its own judgment from people being yeah. like, "Screw those guys!" But also, hey, lots yeah, of fancy yeah. words and uh-huh. um, you know layers yeah. of uh, sometimes older instruments, and uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, people get there. It's fair enough. I can see people maybe like wondering why they got as popular as they did. Because I mean, it does seem like uh, a group that maybe shouldn't have gotten as maybe as much attention as they did, but they definitely struck a you know they struck a chord with people. They fit into a spot there. I feel like when they were out when they're like you know oh five oh six oh seven like yeah oh nine when those came out there there wasn't a lot like it was kind of like this band so it yeah. kind of. They kind of slid in. It was perfect. They w- they weren't like fighting with like ten other bands. There yeah. wasn't like a there wasn't a movement really uh-huh. per se. Yeah, yeah. There was just a few groups kind of experimenting with like folkier influences, you know. And I agree at the time. Like yeah. also remember listening to like Arcade Fire, and I remember I, I had to look this up because I can't remember the exact album or the band, but it was the Elected. It was sort of a a spinoff of one of the members from Rilo Kylie, if I remember correctly. Okay. Okay. I have like that very like kind of like a more stringy folky guitar, but yeah, 
Yeah. It's just it's it's not something a lot of people do, you know. It's 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 nice to be executed well. It is, and it's nice yeah. to like you know throw in the rotation because sometimes yeah. you know this is maybe I want this, maybe this is the mood I kind of like band, this. As as a smaller band like this, it's pretty impressive the kind of sound that they're able to yes. to put together. You know, um, uh, this next track we got for you guys uh, is a little. Excuse me. Uh, is a little song called uh, "The Wanting Comes in Waves" slash repaid, and it comes after a very lovely night um, between our you know two two heroes of the story. So uh, yeah, let's just see what comes uh, with this track. Trouble in paradise, Dave. <laughs> this person sounds like she's up to no good. She wants to break him. Yeah, yeah I mean, mom showed up. Mom showed up, man. <laughs> well, it, well, it can yeah. happen in a love album. You get that one track where it's like, yeah. oh, that's true. There does mom have to be doesn't conflict. like my decisions I made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There does have to be conflict. So you know that's fair. So when the rest of the love, love songs appear, yeah, yeah, you, know, you have the down note, but. Love prevails, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Margaret might have to, to like maybe prove herself to the queen of the forest to uh you know win her like the forest her trials, trust. the yeah. feats of strength. Yeah, yeah, feats of strength, uh the the log splitting competition, controversial, but they keep it around because it's a yeah. tradition. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, uh, uh this is a song that's like kind of two songs. It's uh it's got the well, I mean, it is in the title, they have the two songs listed but it like switches between them uh i think each gets two sections um first chorus, or... not first chorus it's it's more um there's the wanting comes in waves uh which is william's perspective and then repaid and then the wanting comes in waves and the repaid i believe gotcha. um so this is basically william uh pleading with his mother Mother, I beg you. Mother, please. I found a girl I really like. You don't know her like I do. And she's like, I brought you into this world. I can take you out. Um, I mean, kind of literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, she's she's almost saying that verbatim. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, this is the point where we actually learn that, you know, William was born a, a mortal boy. And the Forest yeah. Queen, who, like, Colin Malay is ripped right off of the pages of, like, Edmund Spencer's Fairy Queen or freaking, you know, Shakespeare, um, you know, uh, uh, um, Midsummer the, Night, you know. The one from Narnia. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know her name. Can't remember. But like a uh, white yeah. witch or something like that. Yeah. The white witch. The white witch. Yeah. yeah and yeah. so, you know, she she crafted him with magic into this into this magic fawn. Um and uh, so, give yeah, I she, taketh. She does feel some ownership of him. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, before I like knew the whole story of you know, the 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 album, I thought that maybe they were going over different aspects of love. Like I sure. had a, a concept I was kind of brewing in my head. Um because uh you know the, the the first uh instance of love is someone finding a wounded uh fawn and trying to you know care for them into health 
uh, and somehow getting pregnant. Um, and <laughs> it then, happens. Uh, that still, still very vague on those details. Um, eight months later, <laughs> eight months later. <laughs> um, and then you have, uh, uh, you know, the, I don't know if it's the love of the father really as much as a concern from the father, like, you know, what, what happened, you know? Um, and then, uh, yeah, we have kind of the, like, uh, expressive, like love that they are just kind of, you know, ignoring all the possibilities of, uh, of, of negativity that could happen with them. And then finally we get to like the hazards of love where you start to kind of get a little bit of the possible, uh, uh, things that can happen. Um, I didn't raise my daughter. Sorry, to I'm trying not to spoil stuff. I didn't. I didn't raise my daughter to go to Bowers all the time <laughs> and, and meet yeah. women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, this is. Uh. By the way, such a great uh, entrance by Shara Warden as the Forest Queen. Like just phenomenal. Just like it's right there with the Acid Queen. It's there. There with the Acid Queen. Um. This is. Uh, um. Mother Mary, you know, from Operation Mind Crime. This is like the 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 track where I was like, oh, okay, here it goes. Like here is the rock opera aspect to this whole thing. Like she really just brings in like, um, like we've had plenty of folksy stuff, you know, but like she's bringing in like the rock, you know, hell the yeah, rock opera. Here are the rails, and now we're going off of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, straight off the rails. Um, into this uh, Faustian uh, uh, deal that his uh, toxic mom is is putting upon him. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah he's saying, that, I really want this night, right? That's yeah. what William keeps coming back to. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 he's in love, and he wants to... He wants her to help him make this work, you know, uh, like, you know, one would do coming to their mother, but... This shows a toxic love from the mother, which is like, you know, I saved your life. I brought you into this world. And uh, uh, because of that, like, you owe me, you know, which is a, a real unhealthy kind of love. Toxic. Toxic as hell. So toxic. That's such a Karen. She's a real Karen, this forest yeah. queen. I agree. <laughs> I, I agree. You know, there, there is, uh, I am going to speak on, on her behalf at tiny bit here which is that like bear in mind she's like a powerful fey being and one with nature and humans yeah. suck and she rescued him from humans i love the line uh that actually is yeah. uh, for, at the end of the the yeah. um clip you picked from yeah. or i labored you from cancer i cradled you oh uh, fucking tight uh yeah. but basically like humans are terrible they were terrible to you i saved you from that and here you're with this human woman yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so, like, yeah, of course, that sounds like racism, but we're talking about, you know, again, like, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like almost, um, uh, uh, I don't know, the fox and the hound sentiment, you know, nature versus, uh, um, nurture, you know, that kind of thing, whether or not things in nature can, you know, uh, uh balance with, uh, civilization, you know, and things, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's all that. It's, it's all that good stuff. But I really can't defend the Forest Queen because we all know where. Yeah, this is going. well, well, yeah, yeah. Especially where it goes. Like <laughs> this is this is like you know one of the last parts of the story. You can kind of you know be like, oh yeah, you know, like she's 
she's got a point maybe um but uh at the end of this track they make the the faustian deal i was talking about um she says if i grant you this favor to hand you your life for the evening i will retake by morning and so consider it your debt repaid consider it your debt repaid 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 yeah so yeah she's going to uh allow him this uh this request but uh is life by the evening or there's life for the evening yeah he'll retake i will retake by morning so real yeah real uh she's dropping threats she's dropping threats here at the end he gets to be with her for the night right but like mm -hmm. that's it that's all that you're gonna get yeah so uh we're gonna play you're gonna owe me yeah yeah uh we're gonna play two more tracks and we'll get to our break uh, this next track we have for you is an interlude. Love album. And you hear about a little, a little bit of the uh, the Rakes song. Yeah, beautiful love album. Again, getting back to the roots of this album with this this track. Um, they're just uh, just just experiencing love with each other, just rolling around on those um, thistles and whistles and things. You know, which one does not like you do. A worry insight. You know. Yeah, yeah, like one does. And this is really when I was saying, like, the curtains fall on, uh, you know, closing the act. Oh, that, yeah. That, apart from the yeah. fact that it, you know, seamlessly kind of flows into this next track with that little as that little hint that we were catching there. But from yeah. the uh, yeah. kind of dramatic structure of it, treating it like a play, this is definitely kind of that moment. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is, um, this is where you kind of really get to see kind of the uh, extent of... Uh, I don't know the the like what the forest mother is willing to do to like kind of maintain her uh, uh, power or domain, wh- whatever her motivations may be, uh, yeah. jealousy may be. Um, but uh, yeah, I think jealousy um, is a pretty strong read on that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, just she doesn't want him again like she's like i brought you in you know i took you away from humanity uh to to live and this is how you repay me you know uh but again we get to uh this next track and then uh, this next track doesn't tell us exactly what was about to happen we'll we'll save that for the second half of the the thing but we're about to introduce a character that the forest queen new characters is going to uh utilize to uh exact her plans love, so love plans love plans yeah yeah love plans uh-huh Lovely. uh so here's the rakes song
Mm. Oh man, the track is such a fucking banger. It is a banger. It so is a banger. Good track. Like if I didn't read the lyrics, I would be. I would just be like, Oh yeah, Let's hell rock yeah. It. Let's rock and it. when they do it live, that care in the world. When they do it live, <laughs> three of them are on like a side drum at the front of the stage. So it's mm. that that pounding, that drum pounding. It's yeah, so tight. Yeah. Like Jenny uh, and um, yeah, I can't remember who else switches over to drums. It's so yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Well, they they have like some timpanis sometimes too. So like they have a really like deep drum sound sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's um, John John Moan on drums, and he's he's phenomenal. Yeah. And yeah, like definitely obviously has these prog rock inclinations given some of the things in his kit. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Like this is definitely one of those tracks where that that shows. Um like I was hearing it in, in the headphones just now, like you really hear the depth of the 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 bass and and things in this, you know. Mm. Um and uh yeah, over some really fucked up stuff. So gnarly. The rake is some evil. the rake is, yeah, yeah. This is like this is like the first i don't know like i this is this is a song this is an album where like i had a lot of like different emotions throughout like i uh uh at first you know i was like wait she's pregnant what happened uh and then you know we get to the the forest queen introducing herself i'm like oh this is badass um and then we introduce this fucking character The the, the fixer this this yeah this, this fixer here the, the rake fixer. that you um, got the wolf the wolf is coming I mean I'll just explain it TLDR spoilers he is he is first of all kind of mad at his wife it seems at first just for the fact that she's having kids mm-hmm. um, and be getting pregnant and then she dies during labor during the I believe fourth child um, correct. And uh, he becomes a widower and decides, huh, you know what? I never wanted this life. I don't want kids. I'm just going to reverse this whole thing. I'm going to maybe unalive these kids. And uh, he does just that. Reverse engineer's life. <laughs> He's, he straight up murders his kids. And uh, at the end, he's like, I don't even care if they haunt me. Like, mm-hmm. fuck it. Um, so, yeah, this guy's the worst uh just the absolute worst i don't know what much yeah uh, i mean i just think it's worth fuck, it man. that charlotte i buried <laughs> after feeding her foxglove dawn was easy she was drowned in the bath mm-hmm. isaiah bought, fought but was easily bested burned his body for incurring my wrath all right you know like yeah oh my yeah fucking yeah god like, <laughs> yeah wow. yeah walking through the murders of his children and just, just like hardcore. oh fucking gnarly it's so gnarly there's um another album we covered called uh boys night out train wreck oh yeah where we eventually you eventually <laughs> realize that dude's basically a serial killer yeah <laughs> you know um and yeah this track straight up like brought me back to that boys night out stuff i was like oh man this is like uh but, but uh, except for this isn't being like subtle or this isn't being like cryptic in any way this is uh, telling no, no you lim- no limbs are being lost either i think that's maybe that's true that's true yeah yeah, yeah. He's, he's he's maintaining all of his limbs i am just gonna say a great episode listeners if you have not listened to that episode oh, thank you yeah thank go you. back and listen to that one it was awesome that one was truly a mind melter <laughs> like <laughs> i was not expecting it even 
being a fan of that album. But um, yeah, yeah, this definitely takes it to that kind of uh, level of uh, depravity or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, and because it's such a, you know, um, you know, folksy song. Besides the kind of lower elements of the song, like you know, you might not notice that if you're not looking at the lyrics or listening for the lyrics, you know. So um, yeah, this could be just one of those songs that like is someone's favorite of this album like with no context whatsoever for you know? sure and honestly yeah it, it is one of the 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 better tracks i think uh, of this album like it's, it's definitely one of the the harder ones you know oh yeah 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 so um yeah i don't know what what this rake guy has to do with uh these love lovers or anything but uh you know i guess we're gonna have to find out uh, uh what the queen is hiring for after the break you know what i mean so uh we're gonna take a quick break here on the album concept hour and we will be back with seven more tracks from the decemberists the hazards of love That's right, everybody. We are coming back to the podcast with What Is Dave Drinking, the segment where we go around the horn and we find out what everyone has been sipping on tonight. Uh, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll start with the, the first thing I drank, uh, and then uh, we'll go on to, to Moses, then we'll end with Dave today. Um, I'm, I'm drinking some sweet water, Brewing Company's Extra Pale Ale. Uh, uh, looks like it was established, established 420. That's the beer is the 420. Yeah, the beer is the 420. Okay. okay. Sweet water 420. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm enjoying it though. Um, extra pale. Um, I'm about to crack open an anti hero from Revolution Brewing. Ooh, nice. And uh, a ham. I don't know why I'm cracking open two beers at the same time. Um, yes. I'm about to crack open a hams. Because, um, uh, yeah, uh, uh, when, when Dave has leftover beers, they just kind of sit here. Well, it's in the fridge, and we the have next a show, so there's Dave. always a beer pulled <laughs> so out I, of the beer fridge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the next time I see Dave, I have a nice variety. Um, so, yeah, I got these both open now, and I'm going to... Yeah, here's the hands. Mm, so good. Dude. Mm, anti-hero, so good. And then uh, this last one, uh, I'll leave for, for Dave, but right. it's, a, it's a popular one from Dave. Uh, what about you, Moses? Uh, what have you been sipping on uh, tonight? Yeah, you know, I was I was contemplating drinking what Dave is drinking tonight, um, but I got into it a little mm. bit last night with, uh, ah, with, some, yes. with something else, so I went lighter today, which is why yeah. I started the episode off with a Kirkland brand sparkling lime-flavored water. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, you if you are of the, the Costco persuasion and you didn't know that they have their own brand of bubbly water, I do have to say it's like a really good price and it's just yeah. your basic citrus flavors and you know so help me um yeah, and, and yeah. yeah it's also good when you put put vodka in it which might have been part of what happened last night I a, <laughs> maybe I made, I made a good cocktail i made a good cocktail yeah. it involved like lime and orange juice and, and vodka and uh, a little bit of uh grand marnier or something and then uh oh, nice. you know then topped it off with with a fizzy uh it worked it worked pretty well but tonight uh you know i was like okay I I can't not have a beer on the podcast. 
Yeah. What the, what no. the heck? Yeah. Um, so I stopped. Unless, by, you, unless you can't drink, that's fine. No, 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 but... no, no. I, specifically me, I can't. You know, unless, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. unless I was like sick, but I was going to do it with you guys anyway. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, or like, I don't know, some other major reason. But uh, point being that, yeah. Um, yeah, I dropped by one of my favorite Long Beach breweries earlier, Trademark Brewing. And I am thinking right. they're Celebrate with a number eight at the end of it. Uh, ah, dry okay. West Coast Lager. Um, okay. And it's a collab with somebody. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, um, nice. really, really excellent little Long Beach yeah. brewery. And I, I love this, like, basically hop character of an IPA, uh, but on a lager. Well, works great. Yeah, okay. Works great. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Cause I like, Extra the, sessionable. I like the, the kind of body of a lager. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, I like some, some of the flavor of the IPA. So. Yeah. And it's a little stronger. It's like 6%. So a little stronger than yeah. your average, uh, lager. But yeah. still clocking in way under your standard IPA, which is going to be like seven point five or seven point two or something. Yep. So yeah, way more sessionable. Mm. Not yeah, yeah. Session beer, beer at six percent, but you know. Yeah, yeah. I like the the tamed down uh, IPA trend. That's that's nice. Like we went so hard in the one direction that uh, we did. We need to we need to dial <laughs> it. It went back, way basically. so far with like the the milkshakes and the hazy IPAs. I were for yeah. the last year or so been finally coming back to. Mm-hmm. Pilsners, loggers, hell yeah. like you know, they're they're good. I used to hate Pilsners. Now now I really love uh you know, that's like a, a, one of the better like drinking all night kind of drinks, you know. It's oh, just sure. a nice, nice Pilsner, you know. Um because yeah, I used to be I used to be IPAs all day, every day. But all day IPA. All day IPA every no, day. No, I mean you can actually all day IPA. <laughs> I love that beer. Yeah, yeah. Well, I never could, but uh, you know, <laughs> it's I mean, something that could theoretically be done. <laughs> there's there's only so many times you can actually do like 10, 15 year verticals of stouts and barley mm-hmm. wines. Like, all right, can we just do something yeah, lighter? Yeah. That'd be nice. Can I just, just relax <laughs> for a second? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, my... I did back off specifically of, of the all day IPA because of the yeah. founders. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Reasons. Yeah. 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 There's always good reasons to jump ship. Uh, what about you, uh, Dave? Speaking of uh, what other companies, what are you sipping on tonight? So uh, this first guy. That's the darkness. And so I figured the for the album, we need maybe a dark beer, maybe oh, a yeah. darkness. Yeah. But also is... a night creature. So we have a bat. Absolutely you know, one of my favorites some... that you bring around. Yeah. And uh, as time goes on, like, it, I, don't, I don't say this beer gets shut on, but it, it doesn't get a, the, the appreciation that it, it probably no. deserves. It everyone, it I mean, it's just better. a stout. It's not wacky. They're not putting... Yeah. It's not being driven into barrels and coffee yeah. and like cookies and cakes shoved yeah, into it. It's yeah. just a, it's the perfect, just, it's a great, it's just stout. stout. Yeah. And I love stout. it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it'll always hold a place in my heart for God at this point. I don't know how many years going to that place. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's so good. It's so, so certainly darkness 2015, the bat, uh, cracked a 2013. You can have oh, bourbon County. Some bourbon County. Cause oh, yeah. Mm, Heck yeah! I grabbed this just for uh, for sheer joyous reasons of uh, hanging out with Moses back in the day. How many times I remember having my for a while my beard replaced and like yeah, like oh, I found a case twenty thirteen Bourbon County. So I started like drinking like this perfect, this great. <laughs> Heck yeah! He was the backup uh, the and backup beer fridge pulling just weird shit yep. and yeah. We'll see if we get to it, but uh, another revolution uh, maple jacket. Maybe Maple we'll get jacket. to that guy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Out of that yeah. straight jacket series. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm assuming it's pretty sweet then. A little sweet, a little okay, sweet. Get some okay. maple in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll need some nice. sweetness. We'll tap the forests in this taiga. Maybe we can get some maple going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We might need mm. it. We might need it in the future of this, this episode. All right. Uh, yeah. So that is what we are all drinking. All right. And then we have, of course, 11 tracks left for you guys. This one... This next one, we left you with the the Rakes song, and uh, we told you there was going to be a collab between the Queen and the Rake. This is it. This is the abduction of Margaret. Revisiting that uh, musical motif from yeah, bringing uh, that theme back. Yep, track three, I think. Um, yeah, that's right. So that was um, track three. Uh, the the clip that we chose, I chose the harder part, and then this one, I chose the softer part of the you know very similar uh, uh, soundscape. So you guys get to hear a little bit of both. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is another, you know, kind of shorter, uh, shorter track, uh, that is kind of expounding on, uh, what is happening and just kind of letting you know as a listener, what is happening. Um, and in this case, the, uh, the rake has come and abducted, uh, the heroine, our heroine, uh, uh, uh Margaret. Um, and, um, uh, uh, just, uh, there's not much here. There's not much here to, to go off of lyric wise, but, um, Margaret's not, is in trouble. You know, Margaret is being uh, taken away. Uh, and the, the last we talked to the queen, like, you know, she was saying that, uh, she was going to let him have his night, but yeah, apparently not. Apparently there's, not. A, there's a question here as to whether or not he actually sexually assaults her too. It's... Yeah, the, the 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 intent is definitely there. Um yeah. to do so. Uh but I don't know if they I don't think they ever actually like get into the act itself. No, I mean there's the line but... that she falls prey to him and it Yeah. It yeah. seems implied that that is maybe more than just the abduction. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and I think they're, you know, kind of, you know, just kind of trying to be as tasteful as possible about, um, you know, rape in a story. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, sorry, Dave. I was saying like in crime, pat, crime, uh, operation, mind crime. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, um, like any sort of like crime podcast or like, uh, commentary that like they break down part like they usually use that that context in that sense usually like you know the prey like it's basically like mm-hmm. the victim or there's yeah. there's reason yeah. for it, like the, you know without being without giving too much information like, yeah in yeah there there are there are like you know yeah it ways is, to to not like 
trigger your audience yes. who may have experienced uh, some of the things that are being talked about. So, yes, um, hard and greedy. Like you know, I would not have known that, Dave, um, but my wife is a huge fan of true crime, and I have now watched countless hours of true crime. Yeah, and 100%, it's a very, yeah very true. <laughs> very popular genre. You know, it's, uh, it's a big one. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I I, I uh, had a, a short stint with that. I, I was reading a book about serial killers and then um, uh, the the criminal profile of serial killers, and I started like thinking like, oh man, like all my friends had different characteristics of serial killers. <laughs> like it's just it, it's something where you start to see serial killers in everything. Uh, if you're like listening to it or, or paying attention to that too much, you know. Fair uh, enough, man. But, I, uh, I, Hey, Brad, you want to go for a drive? <laughs> uh, no, no, no. No second locations, Dave. Never go to the second location. Right? <laughs> hey, quick aside on that, though. If you haven't yeah. watched Mindhunter, um, it's awesome. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a, 100% a good, agrees. So um, good. Yeah. Uh, that's all and, about uh, the criminal profile. Uh, yeah. It, it is yeah, all how about the, it. how the FBI yeah. started the whole terminology of, like, serial killer and, like, what, like, the, yeah, digging into, like, recent like killers of the time and trying to figure like what yeah trigger what caused and like you know what to look for almost yeah i found it a lot a lot of it was um not being shown love by their mother at any point or yeah, getting the, the worst of their mother uh was a lot of the times the ones in the book i was reading i that uh, is definitely the case with edmund kemper who i hadn't heard about yeah. before that show the co-ed the guy they cast for him was like yeah the co-ed killer yeah, uh, definitely perfect. some big time mom issues with with him yeah yeah it, it uh man anyway there's <laughs> uh speaking it's of a fucking, weird intersection with this album god yeah yeah well there's this guy the rake that's in this album for some reason he's definitely a, a fucking I thought this was a there. love album brad uh the what we're a in a forest album? and there's love this, and bowers it was but uh and now you got the sexual deviant who kills his children and yeah has abducted our heroine and uh you know and we should you know what let's expand on that with this next track actually because i mean um the queen does get pretty explicit with the fact that she wants the rake to be abusive to margaret like straight up it's the it's the worst here's uh anon water wait no wait what oh no no sorry 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 the queen's rebuke slash the crossing there we go to abduct yes. and abuse and to render and defiled but the river is deep to the Yeah. Yeah. Again, rock opera really comes through anytime she's she's coming on to, to yeah, sing. They, what is the queen? Yeah. It, yeah. If you got the queen, the queen yeah. gives you rock opera. I mean, if she wasn't such a jerk, like she'd be my favorite character, I think, you know. Like, Absolutely. She kind of rocks, but uh here she's, she's pretty edgy. She's edgy. Yeah, cuz here she's literally like this is like Man, this is just like one of the worst fucking things you can can do as a a mother figure to a son's uh, love interest. You hire a guy to uh, uh to to kidnap her and assault her. Like 
it's it's just it's villain behavior. It's just like the worst Full possible. Full on. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's yeah. the queen's rebuke, right? Yeah. Yeah. So she's yeah. talking to William. She's telling her adopted son that she did yeah. this. Yeah. What yeah. The? Like again, this is why we're saying earlier, like you know, maybe you could understand a little bit, but then when it gets to this part, it's like. You know, there's there's no reason to be, you know, like you're you're like, at this point, like uh, uh, the queen is becoming a kind of, I don't know, lesser being the way that she was thinking of humanity as, you know what I mean? She was thinking, yeah. you know, humanity's bringing all the trouble and everything. But she and, he, and this is showing that that's it's not as simple as that, you know, Um because this is just straight up evil you know this is just straight up you know absolutely it it does for me also really capture um like or rather uh colin malloy's really captured something about like fey characters about the fairy the the fairy folk um they don't Mm -hmm. make sense to human beings they're capricious they do stuff that like it's like brutal they you know play bizarre pranks that they think are funny and they're like really yeah. horrible things right yeah um, yeah and this is obviously a step beyond that a way more yeah. than a step beyond that but i love how it captures that aspect of the folklore that's of, true like she's it, it's beyond comprehension how like, well like, why well like, i mean to your pranks well i was gonna say you just remind me of like greek mythology actually because like i mean sure Something as cruel as this is pretty commonplace in a place like Greek mythology. It's an everyday thing. Like Zeus was out there assaulting everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, So, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. It is definitely something that um, comes up in folklore and is, you know, probably part of the reason that folklore, you know, maintains is, you know, having this content that is dealing and grappling with these heavy topics you know um Heck yeah but yeah yeah this one especially though this is just brutal though this is just uh yeah yeah just uh uh i don't know i don't know i don't know much else to say about it it's just a real shitty thing to do um i do love her vocals though uh as far as like um you know um it, it reminds me of like screaming females a little bit i was mentioning um when she gets to that kind of low bravado yep. kind sure. of thing um by the way they're touring i think again if you guys are females fans out there they should be coming to a place near you you should go see them if they are and yeah yeah if you see them on anything nearby go do it that show yeah buy a ticket buy two why yeah you and drink a friend yeah 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 but just in case buy two and then you will have to fill that second one uh and you'll won't do it you you will you will do it you won't regret it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i don't mean to threaten you listener um but no, full, uh full force queen here do it. <laughs> do it do it um but yeah then at the end of the track we have the crossing um which you know it's just kind of to represent the the uh rake getting across the river um to safety well Flying across the river with the being queen's flown powers. across the river by the forest queen, flown right? or flung. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm imagining like in Pokemon when you use fly and then it just you just like, go up into the air turn. and then just land. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like more like a big jump than anything. Yeah, um, and then uh, we get into this next track, Anon Water. So calm you. 
and slow the churn and you may have my precious bones on my return ooh so glad you got the hurdy-gurdy in there yeah the hurdy-gurdy <laughs> he uh I I didn't know what that instrument was called. Yeah. <laughs> the hurdy gurdy. Yeah, uh, funk bringing it with the hurdy gurdy. Yeah. I you know when you hear albums like this like it's so easy to think that um some of these like keys and sounds are being like done maybe uh, um uh with a computer or with like a keyboard or something. Totally. But this is one of those cases where they are almost always using the instruments that you are you think that they're playing you know even live a lot of it yeah definitely yeah 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 like they have these instruments and they know how to use them um yeah punk definitely has a huge like collection i'm i yeah (laughs) yeah yeah they know their shit like they actually you know like what they're doing (laughs) these guys that's nice yeah and um yeah in this track uh we get to uh one of the sweetest i think sentiments in the whole album it is a love album brad it is a love album yeah um this is william uh wanting to cross the river that's very dangerous uh the the and on water probably like rapids yeah it seems like it's, it's uh you need like a, a really good boat to cross um and uh what he's saying here in the corner uh, the chorus uh but if you calm and let me pass you may render me a wreck when i come back mm-hmm. um is actually a reference here to an older ballad uh called child ballad 216 uh, hmm, by wow. clyde clyde waters uh and uh also known as the drowned lovers uh-huh. um and uh that goes Make me a wreck as I come back, but spare me as I'm going. Um, so, uh, yeah, another uh, reference to literal, you know, um, folk stuff. Um, I mean, I, this is also, uh, again, like these are nature spirits. Like it's the river spirit he's making a deal with. And poor William, mm-hmm, he's fucking constantly mm-hmm. trying to cut these deals and the deals. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. William really does not, uh, not get a fair shake in any of this. He's always at the crossroads. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in the words of Lando Calrissian, this deal is you know, worse, and worse. worse and worse and worse all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Cause yeah, this would be the third deal, right? Like, cause the first one would be the one that he makes to live probably with his mother. Implied at least. Yeah. Implied. Yeah. yeah. Um, she talks about be... calling in uh, about debts, but yeah. And the second one is with yeah. his mother, have the, the night with Margaret. Yep. Again. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, this is the only one I think not about her or, or asking it of her. No, he's, he's so. asking it of the river spirit. Yeah. He's just wheeling and dealing. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 in love. He's man. playing. Let's make a deal. I mean, he's yeah. he he said earlier, it's all worth this wager is all worth it. You know what I mean? So I wager all. He's yeah, he's, and I mean, it, and it's crazy here, right? He is immortal because uh, the Forest Queen made him that way. She's granted him a mortal yeah night to have with he, Margaret, but then yeah. she's supposed to call him back to his immortal existence, and he's 
giving he, he's offering that up to the river yeah like yeah. just let me rescue her like forget about having to live to live happily ever after with her let me just rescue her and and you can have my bones yeah yeah um and it's it's yeah definitely another faustian type deal uh and then uh this next track we have is margaret in captivity where we get a little back and forth between margaret and the rake Is this the one where we, we realized it sounded like the Bon Jovi song? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the song, though? Uh, Wanted, dead or alive. Mm-hmm. Wanted. It's got like a similar like. Oh, yeah. Like, damn you. It starts. I will now never unhear this in this song. <laughs> I know. I know. I noticed it before. The, second, it. the second I. I was like hearing it when we were listening to it together before this. And I was like, what does this sound like? This sounds like something, right? Like, and, and like the lyrics just started coming to me. I'm like, dead or alive. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. 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 It, it, I, Bonnie, but Joni. You're welcome, everyone, for ruining this track. Um, Here at Elbethem <laughs> Sour is what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't not hear it, though. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is though where, um, uh, thematically we have a track that is kind of the mirror inverse of the fourth track. And it's also the fourth from the end. So, um, and what I mean by that is that you have in the fourth track, uh, Margaret is looking for William in the forest, you know, saying, um, the same things that she's saying in these choruses, like, uh, my own true love, can you hear me, love, you know, kind of trying to find him. Um, and uh, in He's this case, she's, Tinder at all. she's caged. Yeah, no, her yeah. Tinder's busted at this point, I guess. <laughs> uh, and she's in her, she's in this cage just desperately wishing for her lover to rescue her, you know? Um, I, I will say the mortals consistently underestimate the Fae or William as a kind of, you know, half, you know, changeling or whatever uh because yeah. here he here he is the rake is like monologuing <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much he's just talking about how how he's going to assault her and like no one can rescue you, <laughs> you know? yeah yeah you're you're yeah nothing's no one's coming for you and like we the audience literally know that rescue is riding in it's like it's a classic moment right yeah yeah definitely um and this is again where it kind of has some similarity to Operation Mind Crime, as far as like, um, you know, there is the love interest that is uh, brutalized, um, except for you know, obviously the difference being in Operation Mind Crime, it's a little more vague, you know, um, but uh, yeah, 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 um, just a really classic story. Um, I don't know if it's a hero's journey quite, but uh, definitely some sort of hero journey. I, I, I think Campbell overly boiled it down, and there's been some reflection on on that. That yeah, you know, there there yeah. are several archetypal tales yeah. Um, yeah. of which he like extracted 
one that's uh, that's particularly prominent, you know? Yeah, I think there's like, uh, I forget what the, someone was saying it was like, I think eight or 10 stories. Oh yeah. Um, that are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Told over and over again. I, I, I can't, uh, uh, verify that. I'm not a English major, but, um, uh, uh, yeah. Um, well, as far as like movies goes, it's, that's like the tales. Like, there's only technically five or six stories that are told. They're just told in a different way in a sense. Yeah. 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 That is like, everything's already been done. Yeah. It's just like, it's like that, it's done uh, in a different way. uh, uh, that song by BNL bare naked ladies. It's all been done. Oh, I thought it was going to be like the one day or one week. <laughs> one week? No, 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 no. It's all been done. They really kind of, uh, you know, nailed that on the head. There's, It has all been done. I mean, they were the last one to really do it. So, I mean, That's the true. Barely That's true. were the, the nail in the coffin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is where music peaked, BNL. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, speaking, <laughs> though, of the, the fae and of, of some of the, you know, supernatural elements of this story, uh, this next track really gets into some of that in a in a very very fun way um yeah here's the hazards of love three revenge <laughs> oh man yeah really really enjoyed this track uh just just for the sake of the whole story happening you know Absolutely. it's a little bit of uh a little bit of retribution for a really bad bad guy oh just a little bit a little yeah, yeah. William, william uh no no this is uh <laughs> the, rake? the rake is now being haunted by the, the children the children that he murdered of his own um and i love the kind of uh the kind of taunting kind of uh, uh sing-songy nature of this track too it does it reminds you of hell it reminds you of your writing the small world after all in epcot or whatever and it just yeah, keeps yeah. getting stuck and you hear this for like hours like no yeah, it is yeah. literally it would, be, it would be hell yeah 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 he's <laughs> in hell uh he all these is... mechanical children singing to you <laughs> and i love how i love how they don't really get very specific about like they don't need to how uh, uh she escapes how margaret escapes necessarily not necessarily it's eight, just eight months it's later. not no it's just like he has he has been haunted like he was kind of scoffing at before you know yep. he was like i don't even care if i'm haunted care. yeah you might um, think i'd feel haunted by these things but uh, yeah yeah. Oh, yeah you are <laughs> yeah yeah like and it is it is kind of funny that he literally says that early in the album um and then it pays off uh it's that's great because just... he means it like metaphorically as he's yeah. delivering the line like i feel yeah. you know that, that that way but like no no literal yeah 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 you are you are haunted by all of your kids He's literally in his, never just the a lazy one. boy in his bowery, just trying to yeah. just kick back, and it's like, God damn it, again! Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got he's got Margaret in the cage. They all <laughs> circle and start singing to him. He's like, God damn it! <laughs> ah, shit! <laughs> uh, all except for the last one, though the the stillbirth. I don't think he has uh, his own ver his own verse, but his uh, own ver he never verse. really learned to talk. 
So that makes sense. Yeah, and I mean, he that that, that you know, his death is not at the rake's hands. That's so, true. That's yeah, exactly the rake didn't kill. He doesn't necessarily need to haunt him. No, no. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, the wife and the last one are probably you know up you know having a good time up in whatever the afterlife is Ca- in this world, up. not haunting anyone. You no, know, I, I doubt it. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, the implication here is that somehow the ghosts come back and kill him. Oh, you think that he? he I mean, that's kind of my. That's been my okay. read uh, yeah. from the first time I heard it. Is that? Because yeah. um, what is it? William is the no. William is our protagonist. Uh, God, the yeah, little, yeah. Third child. Um, yeah, uh, third child yeah. who he kills the the oldest one who fights kind of back. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, maybe. It could, um, it, yeah, I I I mostly just read it as him being um, haunted from this point forward. Like driven um, insane by the haunting yeah. of the dead children. Yeah, it's yeah, totally yeah, a viable yeah. read too. I, I have no um, uh, you know definitive yeah. case here. I imagine um, more like the movie Ghost when uh, at the end of the movie where Swayze oh, yeah, pushes his old coworker who ended up having him killed. He he you know appears dead after he looks himself in the bloody window and all of a sudden these black shadows like pull him pull him away. Yeah. I just I imagine that. I really gotta I think, see that I think, movie. I think Rake just gets like the. The black ghost children pulling them into hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. I could see that. That's kind of yeah. That's kind of my my, yeah, my vibe yeah. on this. Isaiah is the yeah. one, the one who he burned, right? Yeah. I wonder. We'll have, to, we'll have to see how the stage play deals with it, because uh, yeah, I'm sure there are some things that they had to fill in the gaps some, for. Some curtain drops, as far as the story goes, you know. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. I like. I. I just like this though. Like thematically, just as far as just it. Uh, it's it's a really nice thing that happens in this beautiful love album that we're listening this to. This love story. This love yeah, story. Absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah. lovely. And I mean Jenny Conley uh choosing the harpsichord on this one too. Um, yeah. which yeah. again I have to assume this is probably on an actual harpsichord. I have no idea if she Yeah, it's got really all of these instruments, but studio wise, yeah, yeah, it yeah. definitely is. And it's like it's so cool. I've never gotten to play a harpsichord um of the various keyboard instruments one of these days. But uh, you know Oh man, there's I haven't played most of them, man. Like I would love to just go through a whole like little museum of of keyboards or something. You know, I've gotten you know to play I mean? a Celesta, which is the one with the bells inside of it. It's <sighs> like it's like a piano, but it strikes little bells. It's a really fucking cool instrument to play. Oh my god, that's cool. I wanna I wanna see one of those speakers that has the rotating uh uh, uh tweeter at the top. Yeah, know? Wurlitzer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones that that Floyd you would use sometimes. Yeah, I actually. Um, so when uh, my college and post college band Monkey Wagon recorded our album in college, there was yeah. a there was a Whirly in the studio, and we hooked the Fender Rhodes, uh, uh, the oh Mark One Rhodes that we were borrowing from a, another musician friend up to it, and I got to play that for, God, for that's the so track. Cool. It's on. It was so fucking rad. It's the only time yeah. I got to play on something plugged into a Whirly. Great experience. Though. Why? Why aren't there more of those around? Like, why isn't that like we're in a digital age? Why Brad? That doesn't matter. <laughs> like, that's such a cool fucking thing. I, Dave's to your point, but at the same time, how <laughs> rad is the idea? You know what? What if no? I agree. I'm wrong with you. Literally putting a motor to spin the speaker around, <laughs> like yeah. So also, fun. side note: I want to see the. I wish I could be the fly in the wall in that meeting when that was designed. Like, okay, <laughs> listen, guys, seriously, it's gonna rotate. What are you talking about? Look at this little motor. It's gonna spin around. Why? Like, you gotta trust me. It's gonna sound awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I li- I like to imagine that too, Dave. That's. Uh... <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? Here, smoke this. And then Doesn't we'll, need, yeah, 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 yeah. Take a hit of this quick. <laughs> Doesn't yeah, yeah, need yeah. to spin. Oh, it yeah, needs to, to change spin. your perspective. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. But like when you do hear it in music, it is so unmistakable that that uh, speaker, you know? Absolutely. Um, yeah, Absolutely. yeah. Ah, my God. If I if I had resources, people, uh, patreon.com slash Fiverr State Park. If I had resources, I would uh, be playing around with these kinds of things. For your enjoyment only. For your enjoyment ours. only, yeah. Not not for, for selfish reasons. Um, it's a concept we want to do. <laughs> yeah, it's a concept <laughs> album we want to make. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. This next record we have for you is The Wanting Comes in Waves Reprise. I just hurt my wrist air drumming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The hazards man. of podcasting. <laughs> yeah, right? Man, you're old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I hit that uh, imaginary uh, ride symbol way too hard, man. Or you just missed it, hit like yeah, the bar hole. Yeah. like, oh, God damn it. Yeah, yeah. That's probably what happened. Like, th- that's not where the symbol was, actually. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that, that really, uh, uh, you know, again, this is a reprise uh, from earlier. It's a really just powerful section, I think, in general. Just the the wanting comes in waves uh, and mm-hmm. repeating that line. Um, it's one of those lines where, like, I think kind of, I don't know, encapsulates, like, the whole album in, in a line, in a way, you know? Like, it's the bow that wraps a present? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it. it I don't know. It, it wraps together the the longing um, between the two characters, um, and uh, in a nice little you know thematic kind of bow. And I don't know. This is this is one of my favorite sections of the the album. I think whenever this this part comes up, um, whether it be in track, uh, what was that sixteen? Well, yeah, this is sixteen. Then I think next one. Next one's yet. Eight. Eight is where we heard this uh, right motif before introduced. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, one thing that I love about this whole span of fourteen through sixteen is it all is recursive to earlier parts of the album. It's bringing back themes and then Mm -hmm. playing them, doing totally different things with them. Um, And like you were saying, Brad, I think that um, with this one in comparison to earlier, it's just it's so much bigger right it's leaning into yeah. it so heavily yeah. i think is that a banjo i'm not even sure but um definitely the banjo in there yeah 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 which you don't normally associate a banjo as being something that helps to make a really big sound but in this case it does yeah um it was it was hooked up to a world sir so <laughs> <laughs> let's just hook everything up you know what yeah, let's yeah. Just actually put the band on a stage yeah. that's rotating at a speed oh Oh my god, <laughs> that would suck. That would, would suck, suck so much well, as the band. Beastie Boys kind of did that for a little bit. It was a slow oh, yeah, moving circular right. stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you do it at a slow enough rate, maybe slow yeah, rate. it would be be possible. Rate. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it just sounds like something OK Go would do, and you're like, why did they do this to themselves? <laughs> well, they made a video for the, the <laughs> for the YouTube views. Obviously, yeah, exactly. They did it for yeah. views. Yeah, yeah. Okay, actually, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, puke. 
But uh, yeah, yeah, this is is a very triumphant uh, song, though, um, uh, uh, about them getting away and trying to cross, you know, um, this goddamn river. Seriously, this fucking river, man. Uh, <laughs> the Anon water just uh, and yet, you know, that also adds, of course, to the motif like the wanting comes in waves and they're dealing with waves. The true villain is really this fucking river in this album. <laughs> yeah, seriously. This well, I mean, he, he did make a deal with the river. He made a deal with the river. I can't blame it too much on the river. Like he, he did. Because love hurts. Love hurts. Love stinks. Uh, sometimes the river kills you. You know. That's totally how the song goes. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Sometimes it's a lazy river. I don't know. Yeah, sometimes somewhere down that lazy river. Those um, are my oh, favorite rivers, Dave. Those are my favorite rivers in existence. I think. And Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that, is that a Jackson Brown song? Anyway. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've great. got the wrong musician. That's okay. This is a great reprise, though, of this earlier track. Uh, but guys, I'm, and I'm sorry to do this to you, but this isn't necessarily a happy ending, Brad. Mm. This was a love album. I know, I know, Dave. I know I promised a love album, but That's why I and, came and this here is tonight. a love album. This is a love album, okay? But good. oh, yeah, this it, it's also a tragedy, uh... it's also a tragedy. Uh, and they they landed even a, a little better than like Romeo and Juliet. You know, I always thought that was kind of tacky that ending. You that know? movie with uh, uh, Leo and yeah. uh, Claire Danes. Yeah. Wow. Big yeah. ecstasy. Yeah, that one. Yeah, 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 that one. Um, but uh, no, this one this one ends in a tragedy of sorts. Uh, with the hazards of love for the drowned. Last track. It's such a gorgeous song. It is. It is. And uh, just amazing way just to end the album, too. So sad. Absolutely. (laughs) So, so sad. I, uh, oh, my God. This this track, really. like, I I don't know why, but I thought they were going to make it out of this alive. Like, I, I know the story tells you the whole time he's cursed. Yeah. And like he 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 wagers with he he, made a he deal. Has, makes a deal with the 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 river like let me cross is you know just take me on the way back no, you know you back, um and uh, get out alive right this is the yeah point and when it actually happens like they're sinking they're dying they're literally like saying he's goodbye wanted. to each other the river are you saying he won the river no uh, no saying he wanted. Dead or alive. Oh, yeah. This song is from the perspective of the river. It's Bon Jovi is the bon, river. Guy. Bon Jovi <laughs> is the river. No. Uh, <laughs> no, that's Bruce Springsteen. But no. Um, oh, my God. So 
when this when I was clipping this album and I was reading these lyrics, I had to stop, leave the room, go pet my dog, and come back. Cause like I was so, so just just heart torn out of my chest with like because okay, so let me get some lyrics up here. Uh, I I can't I can't express this without right, the lyrics. So while you're looking for the lyrics, I want to say I, this should have made William a Duke, a Duke William Duke William. Well, he can also have been the Duke of Hazards of Love. Duke of Hazards of Love. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's the sequel. That's you could have been a kick-ass Duke. Yeah. Um. Okay. Here's what really, really got me. So. Verse three, tell me now, tell me this, uh, for a son, a river's daughter, a willow on the willow wisp, our ghosts will wander all of the water. So let's be married here today, these rushing waves to bear our witness, and we will lie like river stones, rolling only where it takes us. Like, mm-hmm. Uh, I think it it gets like crazier because like it talks about like the, mm. like the water heading into their ankles and it's basically like them like sitting there like almost or literally kind of drowning in a sense like yeah. as they're going through the process yeah. of like the last kiss or yeah just mm. Mm-hmm. like this is yeah, like verse five yeah. like imagine if um, at the end of Titanic yeah. instead of just Leo dying they both died. Although that or would option make... C, he gets on the door frame. Or he gets on the door frame and actually hangs out. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> they don't make those doors as like they used yeah. to. But man, this is, but yeah, like the, the whole like, the imagery for me of like getting married as you are drowning to death is just the most romantic and depressing thing, you know. Like I could think of. It it's could be just, part of the six to nine love songs almost. Definitely. <laughs> this is almost saying. This is almost too deep for that <laughs> album. For Mr. Magnetic? <laughs> yeah. I mean like this was earned over seventeen tracks, you know? Like yeah. it was the finale. Yeah. I yeah. I I didn't know why I didn't see it coming, and it just floored me when, when I heard this track. It just yeah, it's yeah. like the last episode of Sopranos where it just like goes black and you have no idea what's happening. Like, ah, oh, uh-huh, what? Uh-huh. Come on! So when I was um, playing with uh, with Sad Bastards in Madison, which was uh, was my band out there for for a minute, uh, playing yeah. Sad Bastards, covers of Sad Bastard songs. Um, there are two reasons why I never got this one in the mix because I I definitely have covered a lot of Decemberists. I really love yeah. Colin's songs. He's a great fucking writer. Most of it is yeah. in my range. This is slightly out of my range on um, I Pulled You and I Called You Here on the, I guess you call it the chorus, although it feels more like some weird bridge that repeats. Um, but the other thing is that yeah. I'd be playing the song and I'd be fucking crying into my piano. <laughs> so, yeah, no, yeah. I'm never going to yeah. do that. I'm going to even try and get yeah. the band to play But this. Mo, it'd be it's so literal. Happening. You would literally be the sad bastards. I, but yeah, yeah, no yeah, doubt. Yeah, I mean, it's fit. in the name. Like, well, it's, it's tracks. <laughs> it was too sad, Dave. It was just too much sad. Even for, even for the sad bastards. Even for the sad bastards. You can't be <laughs> crying and playing. Like You could be like beautiful crying and playing, but this is the kind of song where if you're really committed to it, you're like ug- ugly crying into your keyboard. It's not a good scene. It's not a good Yeah, moment. yeah. Yep. I'm so yeah. sorry. I mean, that happened. I was just like, don't you do this to me. I, I promised myself this. I wouldn't cry. 
Yeah, I was again. I had to. Uh, I had to leave the room. Had to hug my dog. Uh, I was. Yeah. I was definitely sitting there tearing up. I was like, "Oh my god!" Um, it's punching your heartstrings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really uh, earned. Um, you know, album about love. Uh, yeah. Um, I was gonna say pertaining there too. Yeah. And I was gonna say like as far as um how this like ranks with other big conceptual albums that we've done. Um, this feels like Nazareth love hurts. <laughs> Is that the band that does that? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh. the really bad version. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, but no, this, it, it, it reminded me of operation mind crime plus boys night out train wreck plus one of our least listened to episodes the Extraordinaire's Ribbons of War, mm-hmm. uh, which has a similar style as this and also includes like a, you know, a, a, a lady that falls in love with a man of the sea. Um, so, yeah, uh, 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 it really is like up there, I think, with, um, you know, any great concept album. It's really well fleshed out. It lends itself to, to being a stage play as, you know, uh, that one... Uh, whatever uh, a school put that together proved. Um, yeah, there's definitely one that's uh, 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 going like directly on like the, I don't know, Hall of Fame or top top list of, of concept albums as far as execution of concept album. For me, if we're going sadness, it wasn't, this is an old poll. This is a John G, but this is the Sun Kill Moon album. Yeah. Eddie Dridden. Yeah. This, that remind me a lot of this where like, yeah. The songs are just like so heartfelt, but yeah. like every one, like it just took you down a peg, and then the next mm-hmm. one, another peg. Like, what the fuck? You just, yeah, like, it's, yeah. Why, like, why am I listening to this? Like, it's really good, but like, oh, God, it's up. And like, you're just mm-hmm. like the whole, mm-hmm. the, that whole album, you're just being dragged. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe that's and why. It's so good, though. Maybe I, that's why people are so, we're so down on it because like they just didn't want to, dude, you're to bumming deal me with out. the emotions that it brought with it, you know? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's sad stuff, you know, it's, it's sad stuff. And, um, if you're actually like paying attention to the lyrics, like it's definitely some, you know, some tragic stuff. Um, and that does follow again with the English folk stuff. Um, like I said, like three out of the four tracks in Anne Briggs's, um, the EP, the, the, yeah, the, the, the hazards of love EP, I think three out of four of them in tragedy. So these tracks track. There you go. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. His inspiration started in tragedy. I mean, this is actually pretty, uh, I was going to say compared to like operation mind crime, this actually has more of a positive ending. I think, uh, even though they do die, they end up together at least and they end up, you know, uh, yeah. Cause my yeah. just ends up in this circle. Almost like yeah, mind crime's like a loop. Yeah, it's, you can't uh, escape it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. At least uh, this one, you just end being happy, and then it's done. Yeah, yeah. This has happy. a very. It doesn't drag you back and like mm-hmm. re- rinse repeat like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I will say somebody did have to ask uh, Colin Malloy on a uh, AMA he did on Reddit about what happens to the yeah. baby because people had you know their their pet theories well after all margaret is is pregnant right (laughs) well yeah but did she deliver this baby somewhere along the way no of course not yeah i was just i mean it's it's dead like it's 
along right? with both of them. At least yeah, you know, like, the whole family is together. You know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it seems. Yeah, I, I, I would think that that's that's what happened because it's. Uh, what, what what did he say in response? Do you remember? Oh well, no. I mean, I, it's yeah, a I song. Like, I would think that he was like, well, yeah. I mean, it's. It's pretty like okay. It's laid out like he says that like you he, he, you get one more night. She's a dental hygienist living in Tampa. Has a good practice. Moderately happy marriage. Likes embroidery, embroidery and Zumba. No joking. Uh, the baby dies in utero, and Margaret and William drown in the river. Sorry. <laughs> Start out I'm like a love song the exact and just drug me. He's back. got a great <laughs> sense of humor. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Like that's what I love about like looking into this band. Like, however sad it is, like they have a sense of humor about themselves you know like she got a nice three bed and three bath and nice mortgage fixed out <laughs> and it just got to show where this thread goes <laughs> trash man the musical replies wow that's cold that's why we love you and atomic jack 12 he's the george r, r. martin of indie indie folk music <laughs> <laughs> hell yes oh, yeah, brilliant. yeah brilliant oh yeah. man um, which, incidentally, I, I am just going to throw this out there. Uh, it looks like Paste Magazine did a head count back in right after this album dropped of the ways that people die in Decemberist tracks. Um, mm, OK, and at least at that point, only six died of drowning. Um, so it was six. not, in fact, the, okay. the most popular form of oh, drowning. They had up their game then. Wow. Yeah, okay. no, absolutely. <laughs> However, 31 yeah. died of cannibalism, but I'm pretty sure that's all in a single <laughs> song. Ah, uh, OK, OK, OK. That's yeah. Uh, um... And, and, I feel like yeah. you know. I feel like we still got to give it to. That's the, like the fluke. That's the like the was the Friday yeah. the Thirteenth like death toll. Like they gave like over a thousand to like Jason takes Manhattan because somehow he takes down like a cruise ship or something. <laughs> like you, that was, you can't really get that. That's not you're not slashing them. Come on. Right. Right. Exactly. These are not individual <laughs> murders. Uh, well, in this case with cannibalism, they were. But you yeah, know, well, it's in a single song where there are cannibals. Yeah. So, yeah so, more of like, a buffet. You know. You're just like making me think of a version of Jason that like it, it just slashes like budgets of like important uh, programs that affect like lower income people. He like takes like a very political approach. Man, I, oh, they should make like the right <laughs> wear like the hockey mask when they take down like all like the, the after school programs. And <laughs> yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. He's walking into Congress with his suit. Oh, Jason's here. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, you're saying that if the Republicans retake the Senate, Mitch McConnell should start wearing a hockey mask. Is that what I'm taking away from this? I really I mean, so. it wouldn't hurt. I would yeah. watch you know more I mean? actually. Yeah. And yeah, I'd be watching CNBC, C-SPAN, C-SPAN, whatever it is, yeah. CNBC, C-SPAN. But uh, Mitch Voorhees is here. Mitch Voorhees. Oh, man. Uh, that'd be I, after I want, school music is now cut. I, I, I honestly would prefer that at this point. Um, but we have one more thing we do before we get out of the podcast, guys, and that is go around the horn and find out what everyone has been listening to lately and uh, what they have to plug. You know, Brad, just before we jump into it, I do need oh, yeah. to say that you've mentioned uh, on a few occasions talking about um, uh, the uh, Velvet Underground, maybe uh, or Lou Reed, maybe the album we that... did Lou Reed recently, yeah. Yeah. The album that launched a thousand bands or whatever. The band, the the the. the we yes. never did Nico. Yeah. Well, this album didn't launch a thousand bands, but it did something that I don't think any other album has done. It launched a board game. What? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, it launched a board game, and the board game is awesome. So really? I'm kind of plugging really? in, no. except that I have something to actually plug. The board what, game is called what's... Illumat. It's called Illumat. Okay. Okay. So what happened is that. Um, when they were they did like a, a photo shoot for for hazards 
and yeah. they wanted to have like a secret society vibe going on and um okay. uh Colin's wife uh Carson Ellis is is an illustrator and they were like hey make a like a board game like that you know that yeah. secret society yeah. would be playing like, yeah. it wasn't a real game it was just like a set piece right yeah so then in 2015 or 2016 they went to two gather studios um awesome game. i don't know if you've ever played gloom but that's uh one, oh, yeah. of, one of togethers um and they were like hey we want to make this into an actual game yeah yeah and they collaborated on this and uh i i think part of the backstory because i i helped kickstart it if i'm remembering this correctly was that uh gr- their, this was their green room activity they were board gaming you know as a, as their green room yeah. activity as a band oh wow um, that's that's part of, really part cool. of the writer yeah yeah yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, um, yeah yeah so so yeah they um they got this uh this collaboration together oh i'm oh, looking yeah. at uh, an article about it. apparently chris funk was the one uh through gloom somehow uh re- reached out to to together to um uh carson snow yeah uh, man whatever that i'm planking on name a dude but yeah it's an awesome game and it yeah. has these trump card type elements yeah. that you play to the corners and they're themed to this album. And okay. this is the kicker. I've done this two or three times. Yeah. If you know the rules of the game well enough to play a four player game of it smoothly, it takes about an album listen to get through. Huh. So that's, a, that's such yeah. an interesting idea. Uh, uh, I've never heard of a, a band having a board game. Right, before, I don't think. I thought Kiss has a board game. I'm Besides, guessing. like, well, like maybe like Monopoly Kiss or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, their own board. That's that's impressive. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, cool. yeah. It's nice. Just kinda, it's cool and re- Keith Baker. Sorry, that's the the head designer over together. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Nice. I'm pretty uh, sure that studio now... did the uh, um, the Adventure Zones board game that they they made. So hey, a yeah, podcast yeah, has yeah. board game too, but that's not shocking. It's a games podcast yeah 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 uh and then uh what have you been uh, listening to uh lately moses yeah so what have i been listening to fucking podcasts god damn it brad (laughs) dave yeah (laughs) hashtag podcasting is a communicable disease um and this will tie into what i have to plug but well um, yeah i was just like you you uh have a podcast i have a podcast i have a podcast uh my buddy paul berberich and i have so i'll plug it first is paul and moses play uh, if you just search Paul Moses play podcast, it's going to be yeah. easier because every time I spell this out for someone, I realize how weird it sounds because it's Paul and Moses colon play. And then it sounds like I'm saying it's <laughs> colon play. <laughs> not my kink. That's not, but yeah, no, we that's a whole that. different <laughs> podcast. That's on, that's on the only fans. But yeah, yeah, no, born of pandemic the back and uh, born of coming here and, and, and guesting on this podcast. So when Paul was like, hey, what do you think about doing a games podcast? I was like, yeah, let's do it. We'd done a um, uh, a real play um, YouTube uh, Let's Play of uh, of Dark Souls that we never finished because uh, I'd never yeah. played the game before. That was called uh, Prepare to Suffer with Paul and Mo. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, there was a lot That's of suffering and it pretty was pretty brutal game series. Yeah. I eventually did beat Dark Souls. I'm very close to beating Elden Ring. And if you want to learn more, uh, just tune into the podcast because I'm, I'm closing in on the end of it. Uh, and we're kind of getting close to closing in on episode 100. Um, we're past oh, wow. It's exciting. Yeah. And wow. uh, we started okay. trying to record with Dave just the other night. 
Uh, and we're going to pick up that episode with Dave as a guest uh, very soon. Man, um, it was all one yeah. night. What are you talking about? Yeah. It was yeah. cursed. It was the most cursed <laughs> attempt at podcast recording. Oh, uh, man. We started yep. because Paul had left uh, his power cable. Uh, he didn't have it on him. So we were like, okay, let's see what we can get in the can tonight. And then yeah. his power went out for like 24 hours. <laughs> no, not his power. <laughs> his internet. His internet went out for like 24 yeah, hours. Yeah, yeah, that's right. In, yeah. In the middle of the take. And it was just like, uh, all right. Uh, all right. We're going we're gonna to so, do this jump. again. We're going to get that. Yeah, yeah, maybe, went to maybe a podcaster just to moan Dave chat for about twenty minutes, <laughs> yeah, right? But no, Paul, yeah, some Paul B roll. You know? Paul was the one recording, so that wouldn't have done much good. Uh, but yeah, uh, but yeah. Oh, and he was the one recording too. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. No, he's yeah. the, the main host, and as you know, the the burden of the main host is, of course, doing the mix down and all that. So yeah. 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 Oh but, man. Uh, but yeah, well, hopefully, so, uh, yeah, hopefully you can get one in the can with with Dave though. That'd we nice. will, and then we're gonna yeah, have to yeah. get you on at some point as well. Absolutely, Basically, yeah. Our guests talk about whatever the heck they want to talk about. Um, we yeah, have, we have yeah. some regular features. We do we rank games and uh, do other fun stuff with games. Uh, nice. I play more games than I used to, so yeah, yeah. I'll have to I'll have to get on and yeah, we'll get talk you in the mix. Whatever the free PlayStation games of the month are, you know, that's usually what go. I'm jamming on yeah oh heck yeah definitely definitely yeah. um so yeah um uh, that's that's the pod but i listen to hey, podcasts yeah. mostly and i'm finally almost fucking caught up on podcasts uh which is like this fruitless thing but i i, put <laughs> I was about to say is that uh, possible uh, kind of i i try to not add new ones but i put lavar burton reads on the like back burner to try mm. and catch up on everything mm-hmm. else um yeah. which i mean that is a great podcast but i listen to yeah. uh i listen to the adventure zone regularly Love yeah. those guys. They're fun. Yeah. I don't listen to yeah. any of their other product, but uh, but I, you know, I'm, I'm I'm down with that sort of thing. Obviously, I listen to you guys. I'm like I'm literally yeah, listening to you. Transformer on my way home thank today. Um, yes. Yeah, and uh, it's a good it a episode lot. so far. Yeah. Um, and um, you know, uh, I've got a political podcast to listen to, whatever. But because I was coming on this show and I knew that yeah. you were going to ask this question, yeah. I was like, all right, fuck me, I'm going to do it. I was yeah. at work today. I'm going to start from the most recent release and start working backwards. And what is it that I'm listening to? King Gizzard? It is, of course, King Gizzard. Yes! Yeah, yeah. You got another copy. Yes! And what I've discovered is that I can actually, a lot of a lot of music, especially with lyrical content, yeah. uh, can be really, like, um, I, I work in, in online learning for a community college. Uh, mm. I do a lot of mm-hmm. emailing, a lot of policy writing, a lot of, of yeah. grading stuff. Yeah. Um, it's hard to work with music that's lyrically driven a lot of the time. Um, yeah yeah i definitely have to do that like like and go yet, to instrumentals like, sometimes and yet king gizzard i can actually work to king gizzard i'm pretty pretty pleased the giz is going to probably be a, a persistent companion for me in the in the near future so nice. yeah nice. that kind of wraps up what i'm listening to that's good to hear man i'm always glad to hear someone listening to more king gizzard yeah, of course you um, are. <laughs> yeah uh what about you dave what have you been listening to and uh, what do you got to plug so this was a conversation on tuesday with mo but on Saturday, this past Saturday, the entire um, De La Soul catalog was finally mm. put on streaming. That's so right. I went yeah, I heard about hard that. on De La Soul. And before that, I was already really flipping through a lot of a uh, tribe called Quest. And then after that, um, Native Tongue. Okay. I mean, sorry, the Native Tongue uh, Collective. Yeah. So it was the Jungle yeah. Brothers is the third yeah, staple yeah. band of that section. Yeah. But started watching some other uh, videos, uh, people breaking down Dale Soul. I guess the, I mean, the main reason not not just the streaming, but the the low production of like the album pressing everything from like a lot of Dale Soul was 
really done to their sampling. Mm-hmm. The fact that it's so much out there at the time, yeah, yeah, that things kept getting pulled and pulled, and like, yeah, they just yeah, couldn't yeah. do it, yeah. And I can't remember when it was. It was four or five years ago. Tommy Boy was going to like release it all, but apparently, their De La Soul's like cut of like the 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 split of the the pay was like only ten percent of what they were going to get. Tommy Boy was going to take like ninety. So uh, like it became like it was it went yeah. back and forth and finally like oh we're not we're not going to do it yeah I'm not sure yeah. what caused it to be released just recently but hmm. I'm very they, happy it is maybe they finally came to an agreeable I think someone actually bought the catalog if I remember correctly so I okay. think someone else now owns it yeah but so I know when I go shopping I'm now going to be on the lookout for some De La Soul records because. The way yeah, it sounds, they're yeah. gonna be there's another run more pressing there. Want to yeah. get them back out there because there's a a good chunk where it just wasn't available for like anyone. And oh it's yeah, a yeah. Pretty yeah. Crucial like band. Yeah. As oh, God, far yeah. as like the hip hop genre goes, like yeah. I mean, um, I believe Death Row Records just announced that they were gonna start to release stuff for streaming on certain platforms as well. So, have you all done a Daylight album yet? Not since I've been listening. No, no but I, I know so. we we joked where we talked about that back in June, whenever you were down for the bachelor party. I think because oh I yeah, think yeah, that, yeah, I think that was on the list. I think one of them was nice. I feel like there might be on one on the list. I think too. so. Yeah, but okay. So listeners, if you, I'm going to just stop now because I've got more I could say, but I want to say yeah. stop listening to some De La Soul. Yeah, Heck get yeah. the numbers up. Just just listen to it buy an album it's so yeah. goddamn good yeah 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 it's, and it's available do yourself now, a favor so. if, you, if you have listened to any of it just yeah. start with the first get three feet high and rising three feet high and you, rising you, you will not regret it uh-huh. yeah guaranteed yeah. yeah 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 and uh as far as me uh i have uh still been listening to a, a lot of uh, King Gizzard? uh well wet leg actually right now yes that was pretty good yeah i mean i'm I'm still listening to king gizzard uh i, I should hope so i have a a playlist that is like my work playlist uh it's just giztober pretty much bradley baron the lizard wizard. um Bra- bradley baron and the lizard wizard yeah yeah um and then um uh, uh something that a friend recommended me recently um uh, my buddy on willie street uh Conversations with Kenny, Legacy of Lee, uh, an album by Serengeti from 2010, a hip hop artist, um, and uh, a concept album too. So uh, it's something that I'll add to the list. It's a rap album where he's coming from a, like a lot of different perspectives in his head and uh, embodying those characters. So that's always fucking fun. Um, yeah, really, just just a, a really interesting like. I don't know, Prince Paul-esque nice. kind of album. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, really excited about that one and uh, adding that to the list. And then um, as far as plugs go, again, youtube.com slash park. I'm putting a lot of time and energy into those videos and editing things. Um, I'd love your likes and subscribes if you could. So or... these hot wings have not been in vain. Yeah, exactly. Like we, we, we decided, uh, you may have noticed, we've decided to uh, stop putting that out as the audio content and we're just going to put out video Visual for pain. The, the rest of those. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, we got we got uh, maybe six or seven total. We're gonna be doing for the hot ones thing. Heck yeah! So uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you can watch us uh, get into some immense amounts of pain and uh, and and try to deal with that with the, with the music we're we're hearing. Oh. Uh, Prince's uh, um, uh, uh, what, what Purple Rain. Purple Rain is, I will say, was great for the hot wings thing that we did. Like it was. It really, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the end of the album was very helpful in distracting us from the hot wings. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll get that mixed and edited and throw that on the YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash flyover state park. Um, and, uh, yeah, we appreciate any and all views that, that come our way for that. Uh, it takes a little more time to put together and everything. So it's always nice, uh, uh to, to see that so yeah, i still need to catch that second one but y'all take it from me i'm not just a guest i am a fan of this show and watching them suffer in that first episode first hot wing that was so <laughs> delightful it's hilarious and, <laughs> and it works it weirdly works really well with the music I, I love it yeah oh my god especially that that first one man like that the, the all of the lyrics and like song titles lining up with what we were going through man like oh my god <laughs> so yeah telegraph was a great scott band listen to it that was yeah 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 that was a that was a really really fun time um i yeah, love the album what and also uh i was gonna say i forgot uh, to plug but it'll probably be coming out soon but another video series we're doing like well dark side that's right uh yeah we're gonna be releasing our first uh will it dark side episode oh, nice. uh, uh with uh uh Appetite for Destruction with yep. the movie Over the Top. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh spoilers. Like this yeah, yeah, yeah. No. You're gonna we're, you're gonna see just how well those two things go together. Uh I'm very excited to show everyone that experiment. It's uh uh, uh such an interesting, weird uh, idea that we did, and uh yeah, totally elevates the film. So <laughs> Really, really excited to show you guys that. If at one point you already love over the top, you're like, man, this isn't top five, top ten. It's gonna be your number one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, only, new soundtrack, killer, no yeah, filler. Yeah, only elevates the material. Uh, so uh, yeah, yeah, check all that out and uh, more on YouTube.com/slash Flyover State Park. And um, yeah, thank you, Moses, again so much for coming on. Um, oh, super delightful. We, we love having you on the podcast. And really enjoyed uh, coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, such a great album that you brought to the table uh, uh, once again. So uh, uh, thank you. Thank everyone for listening to another episode of the Album Concept Hour, and we will see you guys next week for a different album. The Album Concept Hour is Brad LeBaris, Dave Gallagher, and John Aker. Special thanks to King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard for the theme music. Join the discussion on our Discord, tweet to us at Album Concept Pod, or for everything else, go to Linktree slash Flyover State Park. See you on Side B. This is Flyover State Park. You are clear to land.